All right, welcome everyone to this very special interview. Special. That's redundant. Whatever. It's pretty special. Yeah. I'm it's Brandon very T. McClure. With me, as always, is Ben Magnet. You know what? That was Game of Thrones. Damn it. Wow, buddy. <laughs> Wrong. I, I right messed up. The, right off Dillard, the bat. Still a big franchise. Hold up, hold up, hold up. These are not the podcasters you're looking for. There you go. No, no, we're, no. Stay here, please. <laughs> Ryan Eliopoulos. <laughs> hey, it's me. Don't go. <laughs> Sparks Witty. Hey, what's up? And joining us is Ken Knapsack. Happy to be back here, Again. you fake nerds. That's us. Now, now publisher. Now uh, published. A publisher. Oh, not a publisher, but a published Publish, author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> a, that's exciting. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty surreal. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah, we're here to talk to you about your book, uh, Why We Love Star Wars, The Great Moments That Built a Galaxy Far, Far Away. That's it. How uh, how long has this book this book been in your mind? Uh, my whole life, right? Quite frankly, it's, <laughs> it's a journey of a Star Wars fan. Yeah. So it's written from my perspective, but I think it's everyone's story. I hope across generations. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as far as the actual like, when did it when did it start? Um, you know, after after I lost my my full time gig over at uh, Collider, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I want to do? And and you know, all creative people always have that like. Uh, I think I want to write a book, or I want to write a comic book. Yeah, or, you know, something that's tremendously hard to do, but we just think, ah, it seems easy. I just sit down and write. I um, feel personally attacked here. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say like all <laughs> of us here. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> but I do too. I have a comic book I want to write. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen, um, I've seen other people do it. My friend Alicia Malone uh, wrote two books for yeah. Mango Publishing: Backward oh, in yeah. Heels and The Female Gaze. And uh, we had lunch, and within a couple of days, she had recommended me to Mango and. Got on the phone with uh, Hugo, the publisher over there, or excuse me, the editor over there, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it began. The That's journey exciting. began. So this is 100 essays that you wrote about just moments that you consider great moments. Yeah, 100 essays of the greatest moments and four little bonus, not moments, just kind of things, interludes, uh, paying homage to Chuck Wendig's uh, Aftermath series with his interlude stories. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but 100, 100, gra- 100 of the best moments in Star Wars as picked by me, yeah. so it's mm-hmm. not scientific, and it's my list, and mm-hmm. your list is more important, mm-hmm. but this is mine. I mean, you, I mean, for me, you're the Star Wars guy, so like, this is, I think this is, this is the correct list. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna <laughs> just read this list. It's the only it's list. It's the only list. <laughs> I mean, I will say, <laughs> I BuzzFeed, get out. I, I have not finished it, unfortunately. No, um, but I, so far, I have not disagreed with anything you've put in here. Wow. Um, and I'm looking where your bookmark is. Yeah. You've gotten past some that I would think people would be like, you put Jar Jar Binks in here. I put Jar Jar Binks in there. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately wasn't able to finish, but ev- I have yeah. to. I have to echo exactly what Brandon said. But when you mentioned interlude, the f- I got past the first one, mm-hmm. and I just really want to talk to you about the Star Wars toys because yeah. I also have a, a long fondness of Star Wars toys, specifically the lightsabers. Like right. the, when I was a little kid, if I may tell you the story real quick. We went to. Di- I went to Disneyland with my parents and my brother, and you know those like those. Not lightsabers, but kind of lightsabers that Disneyland had, like the four colored ones. Yes, they look like sherbet ice cream. Yeah, sticks. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My dad bought those from my brother and I. Nice. And to differentiate them, because we didn't know, we thought they were lightsabers. Absolutely. Yeah. So on mine, my dad wrote Ben the Jedi, and I had it for years until 1999 when Phantom Menace came out, and yeah. my dad bought my brother and I two Qui Gon Jinn lightsabers. And then nice. you had to fight with two green on green action. We we did. We we like fought against each other, and then we fought like, and then we like fought against like imaginary battle droids. Yeah. But also, there's one night I vividly remember my dad and I recreated every original lightsaber fight with the sherbet colored lightsabers. 
Went from uh, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. I don't think me I have the sherbet flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is anything that you couldn't turn into a lightsaber as a kid. Yes. Like I have my I have my grandfather's cane, and I'll just take off oh. the top of it and just pretend it's a lightsaber every now and then. <laughs> That's the genius of toys, uh, the Star Wars toys specifically. Uh, talking, I, I, I do. I, you, you might not have you got to the lightsaber essay yet? No, I have not. Okay. Um, I'm ex- you'll I hopefully you'll enjoy the I'm, one. So far, I've loved everything about this book. I'm talking to my girlfriend reading this book. I'm like, oh my god, he mentions this, 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 and this is a really great part that I want to read someday. And she's like, where does he keep all this information? Uh, where other information does not go into my brain because it's just <laughs> yeah, the lightsabers, the toys. I, I'm such a fan of the toys that made us documentary. Same here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, same. I same. got to know uh, one of the producers on it, Brian Volkweis. So we are having a conversation. Just the, the genius of Star Wars toys. Whether it's intentional or not, or all of it's intentional from George and everything, just that's the best marketing. Yeah. Because look what you're telling me. Yeah. Oh, we had some sherbet-looking ice, <laughs> ice cream-looking lightsabers, but we took Star Wars home with us. Uh-huh. Like, that's why we love the toys so much. Yeah. And also, I'm glad you're a fan of the Y-Wings, because I'm a yeah. huge fan of the X-Wings. Oh, I'm a, oh I was a, it's a battle going I, on. No, no, it's not, no, it's not a battle, as in I could be the attacker and he could be the bomb runner. So we're working a symbiotic relationship here. You know, in the spirit of trying to be, uh, you know, a more of a loving Star Wars mm-hmm. community, I think we should get along. Yeah. We yeah. should shake hands, Ben, on oh, X-Wings, <laughs> Y-Wings. Uh, although my last. ring is Vader's. Uh, well, that's okay. Yeah. Wait, let me see that, Ben. It's, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question. That's um, a really that's cool ring. That is a really cool ring. A friend of mine yeah. gave it to me. So your favorite is the Y-Wing. Yeah. Uh, yours, is, yours, Ben, is the X-Wing. I'm an X-Wing guy. Mine was always the uh, Jedi Starfighters from uh, oh. Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the second version. It's a little yeah. more. They looked a little more Tie Fighter. Yeah, yeah those ones are. I was the Sparks. What, did you have a favorite ship? Uh, I, I actually really like the design of the Naboo ships. <gasps> oh, interesting. Those yeah. Naboo Starfires were dope. The wait, the, yeah. the, the the yellow ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The uh, is a uh, Kylo's called an interceptor or a silencer? Tie silencer. Tie th- yeah. I think that's pretty dope. It's a silencer. That's like a, a really cool slick yeah. Tie Fighter. Yeah. I really, I really like Tie Fighters Super in general. Sized. Yeah. Oh, the Tie Fighter's great. I mean. Th- the designs are, are genius. I was just reading uh, Dan Brooks's article on StarWars.com, the oral history of Episode One, and, and Doug Chang talking about the N1 Starfighters, how that came out of George's love of F1 uh, cars yeah, yeah. and okay. boats, because mm-hmm. he just loves racing, and that's how they came up with that one. I, I think the designs in the prequels are so good, and so, you know, I think finally getting their due, but we're one of the first things that it was like, you can't deny whether what you what do you like what do you whether you like the movie or not. Look at those starfighters. The right. starfighters yeah. are real yeah. cool looking. Yeah, like I, I, the the clone, um, the ones that don't look like X wings yet, but they the pre seventies, dark one seventies. Yes. Yeah, those things are real cool yeah. too. Uh, so I actually have a before we like talk more about actual Star Wars, I am actually sure. really interested uh, about the pub like the publishing the writing of the book. Sure, uh, was sure. this your first like your first book book that you written? Yeah, I, I say that that's a fair answer. Um, I there is a book online called Tiny Mixtapes of the Soul that's a collection of my essays when I kind of wrote a lot about music for a website called Tiny Mixtapes. Okay, the reason yeah. I ask is because uh, uh, Alicia Malone got you in in yeah. contact with a writing or like a uh, agent or whatever. So yeah. I was curious, like, because you had no like book experience, yeah. but you've you know you've done Collider stuff, you've done a bunch of stuff. So like yeah. they were like, hey, you haven't written an actual book, but we'll right. give you the chance. It basically. was well, Mango Publishing uh, is uh, you know. So it's an independent book publisher out of Miami, okay. and mm-hmm. it's perfect for folks like me, uh, and even you guys too. Like that's that's why I'm asking. Yeah, you, no. Uh, let's let's be honest. Like if you're in the digital media space and and you've got a good voice, uh, I don't mean literal, figurative. Um, they're gonna they're, they'll they'll be interested in working with anybody. Um, I, that helps. You know, I, I have a good strong following from 
the Collider and Screen Junkie days and Schmoes days. So they're definitely going to look at that. Look at that. But you also, you know, I had to submit a writing sample and yeah. do the whole mm-hmm. thing. And if I'd scribbled something in crayon, they would have been like, ah, nah, nah. But, uh, <laughs> no, they would have been like, okay, write this book in crayon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's a kids' book now. <laughs> um, but. Um, to jump, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you want to go down this route, but like the writing, so I needed them to get me through that writing process because how do you write a book? Exactly. You know? This is, this <laughs> is, this isn't a short book. Like it, it's a yeah. full length book. So like yeah. as someone who's like they never written hundreds that, of pages, so I'm just curious about like, this is the first time you've done this. Like yeah. they were there to help you guide you through the way. To and get stuff. me through it emotionally more than anything, to be honest, like once the, once it, the, the, the format was kind of selected and uh, hundred moments there was a different title working title was a little different uh they they you know they hugo and, and rob and the editing team just were like go for it go for it and i'd sometimes write back you know is this essay too long because originally the esti- the the estimated word count was smaller yeah mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then you know I've, I, I've written a lot written screenplays essays i'm a good speech writer or stand-up comedy sketch comedy so i'm not un- un- unfamiliar with the act of writing right? yeah mm-hmm. but this is a marathon and it's very easy to sit down and write a great speech at a wedding yeah. and to be like, it's day 400. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> must keep going. <laughs> um, it didn't take me that long, thankfully. But um, they were there to kind of like, you're doing good. Uh, petting me on the head like a dog. Yeah. You're all right. <laughs> right on. You're all right. Keep uh, going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. It's okay. Given the nature of the book, did yeah. you, did you, when you were writing it, see it as a, uh, see the whole kind of, script in your head for all of it or were you kind of more focused just each individual piece and then just seeing how they went together a little bit of both uh the the list was selected right. um i i came up with my hundred moments and people have asked and, and con- will continue to ask like how did you come up with those moments and i'll be honest with you, i don't know yeah it's just, just about to ask yeah. yeah you're uh, just watching the the films and you're like no that was great oh no i like that one better it, it, well i'll tell you what it was even uh, uh, it was even not even watching it it was just kind of I felt like a, a Jedi, and I'm, uh, I'm sometimes more of a Sith, but I felt like just like <laughs> open up my mind and what came in and what what along my journey as a Star Wars fan, not just, well, I, I love the moment in which, uh, you know, X character makes this big decision, mm-hmm. but oh my gosh, uh, I remember playing on the playground as a, you know, biker scout, and I love the speeder bikes. That's why I love Star Wars. That's why mm-hmm. I, I had to keep answering that question. Yeah. And then, and sparks your question of like the the individual, each essay, I do want it to stand on, on its own. I feel even sometimes some of the little statements or opinions kind of get repeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I had to edit out 49 times where I said Han Solo's my favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> and it's still like 10 of them still got in, mm-hmm. but only because I do want you to pick this up at any time. Right. Uh, and just, you know. Dare I say it's a bathroom book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go into the bathroom and be like, I'll read this one today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was a little unlike uh, Brandon and Ben. I, I chose to kind of jump around a bit. Oh, I, I read yeah. through up to a point and then I started uh, just yeah. kind of cherry picking. And then I, I really wanted to like check out the end uh, and, and what you put there. But being able to jump around, it does kind of just provide because each individual piece is just kind of a window into. And what I think works so well is like you, you want to be very clear that this isn't a scientific list, this isn't something that you break down, but I do think what the book is, is I think your intention is to kind of open your mind to like, what this is what I love about Star Wars, does this get you thinking about what you love about Star Wars, do you look at this thing in a different way, Can can just sharing the appreciation. Thank you, I think you got it. Yeah. You, you, win, a, you win a prize. Uh, yes. Give, give you a star. On your, no, that's, that's <laughs> No, exactly, give him a Death Star. Give him the Death Star. Yeah, Death Star sticker. Yeah, that's, that's what we do at Force Center, mm-hmm. and that's what Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa and I have built over there of, let's celebrate Star Wars, but there's not going to be, you're not going to love it 100% across the board, nor right, would yeah. we want you to. But 
why let that I still I still think with what we got going on with a lot of digital media and I don't and I'm not wagging fingers at anybody but just there is this kind of like oh you like Star Wars instead of the 10 things what ba- what do you love about it mm-hmm. it's the 10 things that are wrong with it and you see it all the time like all the ten, yeah. the top 10 plot holes in the last Jedi yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah things like that and I grew up in an era where yeah we knew there were some plot holes in return of the Jedi ha- Luke showed up with a plan what was the plan have everything go wrong yeah. uh, <laughs> did he know it and that, but that's fun. Yeah, it would be fun to have that discussion of what do you think Luke was thinking. Now it's like, how dare they put that plot point in there? It's a mm-hmm. plot hole. It's bad. And I, I, I'm not taking anyone away. Get your clicks, man. But that's not as fun for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, that's that's what I that's yeah. what I really appreciated. Like as the moment I bought this book, mm-hmm. and I pre- I pre-ordered this as soon as you said it was Thank it you. was coming out. But the the moment I, I saw it, it was like, you know what? This is kind of the anti of what I see all the time. There's so yeah. much. Um, after the last Jedi, it kind of like went to a thousand. There's so mm-hmm. much of this anti-Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, sentimentality, but this is just you put moments in here from the last Jedi, even Solo, a Star Wars story, which I was mm-hmm. kind of lukewarm on. Mm-hmm. That I'd now Luke? look on. Warm? Okay, that's fair. But reading the bits on on Solo, a Star Wars story, I kind of like look at those moments and like. Oh yeah, no, that was oh, man, you that like you like changed my opinion. That on movie solo. has yeah. some great stuff in it. And, like uh, I also am like middle on the road on, but it ha- but every Star Wars movie has incredible stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. like well, it just being in the universe itself is is awesome. Like, focusing on the positive is something that we rarely do, and the connections, connections yeah. that are there to mm-hmm. the story. Like yeah. when uh, when I was reading it, the part the first solo Star Wars story part I got to was when you said that uh, between when Han and Chewie met. And the first line said, Solo is a love story, but it's not the love story you think it is. It's about Han and Chewie forming one of the best friendships in all the galaxy. Oh, yeah. And now, and I was reading that, and I thought, he's right. Because yeah. when I saw, I mean, I'm also kind of eh on Solo Star Wars sure. story. And what, now that I think about it, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should give Solo another chance, rewatch it, and see the... Because when I first saw it, I just saw Han going after Kira, but I didn't realize how him and Chewie's bond just grew stronger and stronger. Even at the final end of the movie, they're flying off to Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Where, where, where with us with Solo, kind of wanting to maybe revisit it and, and look at it in a different yeah. light. But like you know, if you are are kind of hating on any Star Wars media, mm-hmm. any of the books, The Last Jedi, uh, Solo, Rogue One, anything, like you read this book, maybe you want to revisit those those films, those mm-hmm. books, and those comics, and kind of look at them in a different light. Maybe you change your opinion. Maybe mm-hmm. you've you've seen something that you didn't know was there. That's great, and I think that's great to hear you guys say that. Uh, uh, yeah, Solo particularly. I, I love Solo, a Star Wars story. Absolutely love it. But I also look at it and go, yeah, you know, the the, the director drama, the switch, mm-hmm. and Ron mm-hmm. Howard came in to make a nice, good, take it for a nice, good, safe landing. And, yeah. And, and not everything about it. It's do, it doesn't have the, as epic of a feel as some of the other movies. That's fine, though. Um, but when you lay it down on the track, as I always say, like it, I, Star Wars is this living document, and you start putting it down, and the things start to connect. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I get an argument. Uh, someone said, I didn't really like the villain in, in Solo. And, and I'm like, well, the villain's the Empire because the Empire is an oppressive regime that pushed down on the galaxy, which destroyed industries and allowed for crime to grow. And you're seeing that in action in Solo. The Empire's not right. vibrant. It's not there fighting them. But this is all because of the Empire. And to hear Han Solo talk about how his father, who he may have hated, didn't want his name, but he also had some kind of weird respect for him, too. And in the, the novelization by Mer Lafferty, you get the sense that uh, his father just kind of drank himself away. And because of the Empire and everything, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, that, that, this all connects to a bigger story. You just have to 
as they used to say, and then special editions commercials, see it again for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's what I love putting out there. Yeah. 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 I, I think that a lot of what happens with the, the modern, at least, Star Wars films, maybe mm-hmm. even the prequels, is that uh, you go into it, and I think uh, everybody, even if they're hardcore Star Wars fans, they go into it, and they're they're fighting the flow of what the film's trying to do because they want to bend it in a direction that they want to go and they don't want to just take the ride of where it's taking them. Uh, yeah. That is that is a brilliant way to phrase it. Yeah. He's getting points today. <laughs> he's the best with words. You're down no, he's yeah. the best yeah. to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, uh, bend it the way how did you phrase it? Because they're, they're wanting t-shirt. they're wanting to fight that uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're fighting, fighting the stream. flow in the direction yeah. of the yes. film. Yeah, yeah, they're wanting to bend it to their whim. And not wanting this to just the let the I ride take them be. where they want, where it wants to go, and let them show them something. That's excellent. It's excellent. We talk at Force Center of speculating responsibly. Mm-hmm. That's a tongue-in-cheek joke kind of fall that came out of Last Jedi, where your Snoke theory was your theory. Yeah. I had mine too, mm-hmm. and then the story didn't take it that way. We clearly saw, and some people just don't like it. That's a different conversation. Sure. But the, the ones who were loud of like. They they threw out the story. They all, Ryan did this. This like, isn't Star Wars. This, like this oh, is so yeah. Star Wars. Right. This is what's going. And 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 I even say with some of the moments that I that I don't like or you know little things here. Just like you know I, the Canto Bite sequence. I actually wish we had spent more time there because I wanted to see what Ryan was talking about the rich part of the galaxy. But you just kind of flow, see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. That's that's I think a, a good way. It's not for everyone. Uh, but it's a good way to watch Star Wars. I was, I was, re- I keep mentioning this. I don't know if you guys have checked it out. Dan Brooks is the senior content editor over at uh, StarWars.com. Uh, I just covered this on Spotlight Star Wars on Force Center. Um, they put out an oral history of the Phantom Menace, which is great. It has all the people. It's a, it's a wonderful article. Not enough, not enough people have read it. And it, George Lucas just plainly says, uh, "I realized that after about ten years, the Return of the Jedi was out. A lot of people misunderstood it." A lot of people misunderstood things, and I wanted to go back and tell that story of Anakin. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, whether you like wizards and now this is pod racing. You don't need <laughs> to like that. Yippee. You don't well, need to. Yeah, I do like but, the sequence a lot. Yeah. yeah the but sequence like, of pod racing is fun. This is what George was saying, and, and I see that a lot. Uh, and it's weird. Like, I, I got in this discussion. Sorry, I'm monologuing here. Uh, You're the guest, my man. Of Finn. Finn in episode seven. It's someone I hear a couple times. Well, Finn in episode eight was the same arc as episode seven. Not necessarily, because Finn in episode seven is about fear, running away, not knowing he is, connecting with the first person he's ever had a chance to connect with, uh, not even necessarily falling in love with her, but just like, this is a real human who mm-hmm. hugs me, and I, I've, I feel f- protective of her, but he's still, he's fearful. So at the end of the movie, he picks up the lightsaber for Rey. Mm-hmm. Episode eight begins, where's Rey? And along the way, he learns it's a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had people just, it's like, well, I don't know if you, I don't know if you got that. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, you just saw the surface and, and you're bending it your way. Yeah. The, I think uh, people, I, I, I'm not even saying I'm not guilty of it because with the prequels, I definitely do this where you get hung up on the, the minutia mm-hmm. and the smaller yeah. details that, that aren't what you want and they mm-hmm. aren't what, what's working. But the thing that Star Wars does get across, I think the reason why Star Wars more than, because we see this still with Marvel fandom where they go to the movies and they're not seeing their theories and, and mm-hmm. it's upsetting, but it's not, it's, it never feels like it's reaching the fever pitch that Star Wars does. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's that people can even subconsciously tap into the overall narrative themes and everything that they're trying to overarchingly big picture about Star Wars, mm-hmm. but they get so caught up in the small details not being what they want it to be that they're, they're, 
that's what they're fighting against is yeah. they're not seeing that larger picture they're not embracing it and uh i'm even guilty of that with attack of the clones yeah, uh, last jedi like yeah. like famously on this podcast like i didn't like that movie uh-huh. before the review and then mostly because of you and our friend jeremy they convinced me of like because i was fighting the stream i was like yeah, yeah. this isn't the star wars movie i wanted i was like yeah but it's not made f- it's it's not your movie it's right. Ryan Johnson's movie. And once yeah. I realized that, I'm like, oh, my God, I actually really like this movie. And now a year and a half later, I'm mm-hmm. like, it's one of my favorite Star Wars yeah. movies. It's great. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and if you don't like the movies, like that's Mitch, fine. Mitch Tech, well, it's like, that's my least favorite Star Wars film. Yeah. But it's got some of my favorite moments. Yeah. That Dooku Obi-Wan moment is one of my favorite moments in Star Wars. Yeah. When, he, when he lays out like, Yo, man, Christopher hey, Lee the Emperor has cool taken no over yeah. the Republic. And uh, Obi-Wan's like, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> I know we talked about it last time you were on, but when Yoda finally turns on his lightsaber yeah. and fights Dooku. For me, I was when I when I was when I saw that for the first time. I'm like, yes, yeah. I yeah. want to. I've been waiting years to see Yoda kick ass. Two back to back showings, two standing ovation type mm-hmm. of applause mm-hmm. when I saw that movie by the crowd. Right. Yeah. yeah. And now I hear people yeah. denying that that happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, it's like people denying that people didn't like the Phantom Menace when it first came out. Right. Like yeah. that has like what an A plus cinema score or something like that from uh-huh. like the, yeah. the bit the day it came out. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm also I saw that movie three times when I was a kid. Right. And now that I've grown up. I remember a friend of mine who loves Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. and it came out 3D. He's like, "Let's go see Phantom Menace in 3D." And myself and two other friends of mine were like, "No, mm-hmm. we're not gonna see. Let's just watch it here at home. We'll make some." So that's what we did. We yeah. still watched Phantom Menace. We just didn't pay for the. That's 3D. less about Phantom Menace, more about not wanting to see a 3D movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's well, very, that's very true. Well, they do. Uh, real quick tangent. Uh, sure. The what they did with Yoda and the Phantom Menace would have paid for the ticket for me because I I hate that puppet. I know you hate Menace. that. Oh, I love <laughs> it's I awful. love him. <laughs> He's yeah. so goofy yeah. looking. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, to kind of compliment on, on what you did with the book, I think what you were able to do is <clears throat> with each individual piece make just make me contemplate and, and think on things more. Uh, one of the ones I, I didn't even move on, I just sat there and thought about it. And I'm like, this is, I don't think about this enough. I don't, I just don't, was uh, actually just number 100 right out of the gate with Ben Burtz. Mm. Sound, oh, peep, peep, peep. Uh, sound creations, mm. which we don't give. You're right. People just don't think about it enough. Don't give enough credit to that. Right. That has shaped the the mentality of Star Wars. Like you can't think about Star Wars and not think about the sound uh, yeah. design. Mm. Yeah, uh, which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, and every sound effect is iconic. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and being a window into opening it up, and it also just made me think about you. You bring it up in your forward how the that moment that's so latched into your brain is the. Uh, the Return of the Jedi trailer with yeah. Luke Skywalker with the lightsaber. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking about just as a kid, like what was Star Wars to me when I was really young, when I'd first seen it, you know, cause my parents had it on like the, for me, my age, my parents had it on the, what was before VHS is the laser disc. disc? Yeah. The laser disc. Or Betamax. Uh, the, Beta. Yeah. Laser disc was after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the oh, Betamax. Whatever. Small uh, technology. And they, they had it on this, you know, they, they were really proud of the sound system. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lived on this ranch and our neighbors would complain because even acres away, they could hear the tie fighters <laughs> and stuff going off. Oh, and, uh, and y- I remember like what stood out to me as a kid is, uh, kind of like in monster movies like Godzilla and stuff. It's it, lightsaber battles. That's right, yeah. the yeah. first thing that, you know, draws your eye as a kid. And then, over time it evolves into what am I coming back for what yeah. is the thing that keeps bringing me back to Star Wars because it's not just the lightsaber battles that's definitely what right. stood out as a kid though Absolutely. I, the moment you were talking about like Luke Skywalker igniting the lightsaber I'm like I totally get that I totally understand as a child zeroing in on a certain yeah. piece of imagery mm-hmm. yeah it stuck with me yeah I wanted to g- talk about uh, Jar Jar Binks yeah. yeah so you you so you put Jar Jar Binks in this in this book 
uh, to a, a shock. Yeah. Um, one of the things I, I and I'll use this to dovetail into another point I wanted to talk about is that you only talk about current in canon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, stories and you don't talk about any legends. Um, real quick, is that is there a second volume of Legends coming up? <laughs> no, because uh, <laughs> I didn't read Legends. Oh, okay. Um, oh, really? I did not read Legends. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, so you didn't get there when she, when Chewbacca was crushed by Moon. I, I, I was hearing about it because I'd read Star Wars Insider. I'd get the magazine mm-hmm. and and I I read the Heir to the Empire uh, trilogy, the the Dark Force Rising, Last yeah. Command, mm-hmm. Timothy Zahn. Uh, you know that is. Is a classic for a reason. It brought Star Wars back into the mainstream for a lot of us in that yeah, age group. Sure. Um, I read Kevin J. Anderson's Jedi Academy one, which got had that like the Sun Crusher and all that kind of stuff. And at the end of that, and I read, I read that's uh, so I liked that. Uh, then I read like the Truce of Bakura and the the Courtship of Princess Leia, and nothing against any of those creators. I just was like, this eh, doesn't. It's not doing it for me. Yeah. And I just uh, instead of doing a YouTube video about uh, you know how bad it is, I just went on with my life. Yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah, um, yeah. And so people would tell me, oh, have you seen the, this? And Luke's a clone, and the Emperor's a son. Oh, and a bigger and Luke. Yeah. And I was like, cool, man. That's cool. That's cool. Enjoy it. I just never read it. Yeah. It, it's um. It's crazy to me that there are people who still like. Mm. Like demand legends to be back in continuity, it, it, and things it, like that. I think again that kind of goes back to like what was what was your Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. in yeah. some ways as a childhood, yeah. because it, if you grew up with those books, that's part of your Star yeah. Wars childhood. You, know you don't want to turn I, away from that. You and I talked about Air to Empire, and you were uh, you were kind of bummed that the Air to Empire wasn't canon anymore. Uh, I. On, I understood it. It was never something I fought against because I didn't. I didn't love Air to Empire, yeah. but I'd be lying if that wasn't part of my childhood. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't <clears throat> stand up as people. No, it doesn't. People it doesn't, and I think. can recognize that. Yeah. I can recognize that. Like this isn't. This doesn't work as well as all the rest of Star Wars yeah. narrative yeah. to me does. But it is something I read as a kid. I do have some fond connection to it, yeah. even as a. Now I look at it much more as a as like Elseworlds or what if. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Star Wars, and it separates itself out in my mind, but it's still. There, there it's still part of your like, like experience. Jade and There's Greg. Well, Mar Jade's interesting. So I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the character of Mar Jade, but I have to understand and acknowledge that for a lot of characters, like a lot of kids growing up in a certain era, particularly female fans, other than Leia, Mar Jade might have been their inspiration yeah. that they connected mm-hmm. with. They, yeah. I'm not going to be disrespectful to that. I'm not going right. to take that away from you. I have to acknowledge that. Um, and Legends fans are very passionate. Very How do you feel passionate. about Kyle Katarn? Don't don't really like it. Okay. Don't connect to it. Uh, Shadows of the Empire. Dash Rendar is one of my least favorite characters of all time. <sighs> Breaking my heart, man. Um, you mean <laughs> Jedi, Jedi I, Han Solo? Uh, Joe, I didn't. Nope, uh, nope. I didn't read much of the comics, but yeah. like late '90s, early 2000s, like I played all of those video games. So sure. like Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy, like Dark Forces, Wait, all those. Force Unleashed is great. Yes, and I'm like it. Uh, I know we are in you know post Disney buying everything. It's like yeah. a, a part of me, like you said, like that's the Star Wars I grew up with, and I'm like. Man, I wish it was there. Yeah, I've but I get it. But I totally get it. Some of the characters might come back after time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like um, Thrawn. 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 But that's Rook, that's yeah. so smart on them because Thrawn is so yeah. good. Th- look, there's people there that love the legends. Oh, yeah. uh, George didn't. I was uh, the same article, uh, the Dan Brooks article. He talks about the history of the Sith and the Jedi. There's a quote. I don't know how. I don't know if it's recent or not. He just is like he goes. Yeah, there's a lot of people that think the Jedi and Sith had a great war. That's not true. That's something fans made up or something. Uh, here's the actual <laughs> history. Oh, mm-hmm. um, I love that to the so, public. Yeah, uh, George, and that was it too. Growing up too, it's like I'd I'd read some of these interviews in the '90s with George, and he'd be like, I don't know. There's some, I don't know. There's like some stories some people wrote. Yeah. So I was like, well, if George doesn't care about it. I don't. I guess. Yeah, I, he's I the guy. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily right. So I, again, Legends fans are passionate, but I, I do want to clarify the one, one, the bigger reason more than my personal tastes that I didn't write about him in the book is. 
Uh, I do believe there's these strong connections going on in all the Star Wars media now that not necessarily are... A lot of people get held up on the MCU type of connections, mm-hmm. yeah. which are great, and they're pulling them off perfectly. Mm-hmm. What they've done over the last, what, 10, 11 years. I just think in Star Wars, there's things in the most wanted novel that connects to the Solo movie. There's mm-hmm. things in Catalyst and the and the Rogue One novelization that makes the character of Jyn Erso, uh, you know, expands it a bit. Cassian yeah. Andor. I just, it was, it's just, you kind of need to write about that mm-hmm. versus if I was to write, say I did love Carl Kata- Kyle Katarn. He doesn't, connect as much to the the stuff so yeah. it's an odd outlier so someone else can write it's the more legends like book. focus yeah someone else yeah. write the legends books because there's a lot of moments i'm sure people yeah. love yeah so sure. it's, it's kind of like sorry, sorry ben, real quick it's kind of like um if you look at like the road like you were talking about like you could put it all down and watch and look yeah. at that roadmap almost of just the star yeah. wars uh, everything where look at saw guerrera mm-hmm. who's a good example who has now been in clone wars rebels rogue one and the upcoming video game jedi fallen order real uh-huh. quick did you watch any of that stuff yet i didn't i did okay uh um, real good at the it, time at the time this episode comes out i might have yeah. um mm-hmm. i'm a, i don't game i game a lot but i'm not a great gamer so yeah. mm-hmm. i'm easy to please okay so i'm already on board yeah this, <laughs> you, this you specifically will be pleased because it's pulling straight from charles soul's run from the comics yes. like it's oh, yeah. some really cool yeah. stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so saul guerrera who's shown up in all these and all these different mediums and now always play before Forrest whitaker yeah like it's it's cool to see his story and you see him develop into that character we see die at different in Rogue times One. in his life too. It's, in his life. it's really cool mm-hmm. yeah it's really cool mm-hmm. to see all that and you know if, if saul guerrera was I, I don't know if Saul Guerrero is in this book. He's he's uh, not. Uh, uh, he's not, but I, I could have. Like, you know, he's yeah. close. Well, you You're telling me him. lies, I do, I ta- deception, ookily yeah. yeah. isn't in the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, do, I do talk about him, particularly the Jyn Erso moment when she sees her father for the first time on mm-hmm. hologram. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. There's some close calls. Yeah. Right. So, so it's cool to see, like, that connectivity. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to... Uh, touch back on the legend stuff real quick mm-hmm. I, I just was going to say that i don't think you need to like uh, not that you do but i don't think there needs to be any shame in the fact that legends isn't part of this because i think what you just expressed so well is and the point of this is that you know we're getting a window into your mind of love mm. yeah that's meant to expand our own in- intentions but right. like i i really like the way you emphasize like hey your list is your list and your list is most important to you mm-hmm. and that's that's important and that's important for you but yeah. it, it would have been uh, it would have been a shame for you to ha- feel like you had to write anything about legends because, as you just expressed, that's not your Star Wars. That's yeah. not your era. That's not your generation. That's not your window. Yeah, it would have it would have been false, and I didn't want anything in here to read false. There was never a checklist of things. Right. There was an idea of like, have I talked about this character? Is there something there? And an example is I I do like the show Star Wars Resistance, and I think that's going to get better as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. Same with Rebels. Rebels' first season was in my favorite. Yes, I agree with you completely. There's Rebel. a lot of Rebel stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Rebels is my favorite Star high, Wars. High thing. ranking, but it stuff. didn't start that way. It's it, true, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on I'm on uh, camera on Jedi Alliance with Mod Garrett, just ripping into the first couple episodes. Yeah. Didn't like yeah. it, and then it became my favorite thing. So Resistance will grow, um, but I I had a slot reserved. And my editor, I'd submit stuff every two weeks, right? Yeah, right? There was a spot, and it just said, Reserve for Star Wars Resistance. Because the show hadn't come out yet mm-hmm. when I started writing. <laughs> oh, it, did, I, it did come out. Yeah. And I and there was a couple moments that almost made it. Uh, it was this Jarek Yeager is a character I really love, and the, and the fact that he's this rebel uh, kind of war veteran that doesn't want to fight anymore. and has, has some. I was like, ooh, I'm intrigued, I'm intrigued. Uh, you know, I love Griff, Griff Halloran, even though he barely speaks because he's an old TIE fighter pilot. Uh, Stephen Stanton voices him, and uh, I gotta tell you, every time I'd sit down to that blank page, I couldn't, I didn't, and I just ended up yeah. saying, 
I can't force it. Yeah, it's, right. not, it's mm-hmm. not true. Yeah, it's not and true. that's yeah. and that's what works so well. I think about um, pieces like this and what you've written is that it's the passion that comes off the page that you can feel that re- that you relate to, and that's what opens your mind to. Mm. Oh, uh, yes, I see, I see this, and then you think about your things and and what you are drawn to in Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, ben. Um, per- personally, I'm kind of glad, Ken, that you didn't put any of the legacy stuff in the mm. book because one of the things I want to talk about is how reading your book. I came to a moment specifically when Leia met Panaka on right. that moon on Naboo. Yes, I had no idea. That's oh, yeah. how, yeah. that's where that character went. Yeah. I'm back, I know I'm going to say this a lot this episode, sorry. Sure. But when I was a kid, I remember seeing like a book order form and yeah. it was just two, two a double-sided page of all the Star Wars novels. Mm-hmm. And I was about like fifth grade and I would say I was a fan, but I was only a fan of the films. Yeah. And I was like, no. That is too much. I was <laughs> super intimidated. And then after the Disney buyout, all the yeah. thing, the all the expanded stuff started coming out gradually. I was like, cool, I could get into this more. I could see this new ex- expanded universe. But what I love about your book is it makes me want to go back and read stuff that I never didn't think about picking up, specifically yeah. Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Yeah. Because I remember, because the second you said Panaka, I instantly thought of that actor from Phantom Menace. Yeah. I was like, he was so close to Padme, yeah. and seeing and you describing the moment between them, I'm like. God, I need to read this. It's great. This is because that's one of the things that even uh the Ewok hunt. Yeah. Like when you said, so you don't like, like I kind of like envisioned you standing over and he's like, yeah. So uh, you don't like Ewoks, do you, Ben? Because I didn't <laughs> really like did. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, they're not my favorite yeah. part of my favorite Star Wars right. film. It's it's odd. And just hearing you describe about because I do have the game. I'm like, man, I need to read down. I need to reinstall this game. Oh, this yeah, mode sounds you, awesome. You talked about how the Ewoks are terrifying uh, in in yeah. the, one of the Scary. games. It's a horror story. Yeah, yeah. Because normally, every time people talk about the Ewoks, I just think they're these like these kind of little teddy bears mm-hmm. that George made to create toys yeah. that creepily blink now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, luckily my <laughs> editions don't have that. Yeah. But yeah. now I think of these Ewoks. I'm like, no, these guys can murder oh, you. Oh yeah, no, they're. They will eat people. Yeah, they, they were people. about to eat Han and Le- and Luke. Not, they're about yeah. to eat Han and Luke. Yeah, they're yeah. about to murder them until three uh, PO showed up. Uh, Mr. Ken, I have a yeah. question because uh, you do talk about. Uh, thank you for finding it, Sparks. Uh, Iden Versio, because yeah. uh, I really up in, for the marketing of that game painted the game as you're playing as this imp- this imperial. Mm-hmm. Like she is, she is hardcore about the empire, and I love the start of that game, and I love the scene that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I personally wish it didn't. Tra- become what it what it was, and mm. I'm just gonna spoil it. It's an older game now. Uh, yeah, yeah. She joins the resistance. Yeah, she joins, she's a turncoat. Yeah, she's the a rebellion. turncoat. Rebellion. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, and I was just really hoping you would just play as this someone who's really loyal to this fascist. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, are, were you a little let down, or were you perfectly fine with it? Because like no. it's poetry in Star Wars. I get that, but like yeah. I was hoping this would be different. Battlefront Two obviously is 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 a you know multiplayer online fighting game. Yes. We tried the story thing. It got everyone's appetite. Um, you know. Real ravenous for more. Which yes. Is now we can yeah. follow mm-hmm. order. So here's the thing. I love the character of Adam Versio. Obviously, I wrote it. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting Janina. Actually, rode back from Orlando celebration next to her on a plane. That's amazing. Oh, That's cool. sweet. Um, she's uh, a pal with uh, my friend Josh McCook and some other folks. She's great. So I'm a yeah. fan of her. Yeah. So I'm a fan of Iden. Yeah. But she switches yeah, again. If you haven't played the game, it's been out <laughs> two years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She switches real fast, right? It's very fast. Yeah. 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 Well, it's I can like- tell you now. Yeah. I, I won't say how. Right? Um, uh, so my friend Matt Mercer voices Luke Skywalker. Yeah, in the game. yeah, yeah. And Critical Role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. I just got Star Trek. I love listening to Critical Role. Yeah, work. Totally. yeah. Mercer's an old pal. Yeah, he's, he's Luke Skywalker. And, uh, <laughs> I did not realize he did, that. He did Holy Luke crap. And Kylo in the game. <gasps> and he did Kylo. He's Kylo. What? Mad double duty Mercer. Yeah. So we are having a conversation. I'm spilling some beans. Sorry, Mercer. And and <laughs> you know he's close with the writers. And there's a lot more there. Okay. 
and it didn't. Uh, they weren't allowed to get it in there. That's all you gotta okay. say. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. It, okay. It's not. They too think it happened fast. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Because um, it does all of a sudden like the next scene. Okay. Rebellion. She's yeah. in the rebellion. Yeah. It's like yeah. the Battle of Endor. Another scene where she's fighting against rebels and then turncoat. Yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely. I remember playing it going, huh? Because I. You know, it's, it's weird to say in the context of the real world, but I love yeah. the Empire. Like, no, yeah. I do yeah. too. Look at my yeah. hat I'm wearing. Yeah. I've got an Imperial insignia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as they they have cooler <laughs> toys, right? Even though I love the Y wing, give me yeah. a tie interceptor, right? Mm-hmm. Same. Um, yeah. So uh, I was so excited. A, a Imperial Special Forces SWAT team type of thing. Yeah, Sign me up. Yeah. And oh yeah, hundred percent. Then it kind of starts going apart, but I love. I love what's there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think uh, all the character stuff is still good. And I do, as much as I don't like uh, where it did go, I do like the DLC. Mm. Uh, did you play oh, the yeah, DLC? I did th- yeah, yeah like, where, where it takes place during like uh, uh, Force yeah. Awakens, and yeah. like you see Kylo and like older Iden. Like once we got there, I'm like, all right, this is neat. And like there's the children are involved. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, now I want more. But yeah. they're yeah. done. So um, Battlefront Two, sorry, Ben. Uh, Battlefront Two. Um, Remind what when we were seeing all the stuff like the the, the imperial like tra- ta- attack team and all that sort of thing right. like that's I I really like the game squad. yeah I really like the game yeah. Republic Commandos yeah. I love that the, the game, old dude. Xbox game that game is my favorite right. remaster Star Wars that game. game please I would I would love that but you play as clone troopers there's no Jedi you're just clone troopers right. and that is awesome fighting train I love and that stuff. yeah dude so yeah. like seeing I th- so I thought when we were getting a Battlefront two it was going to be that but with the Empire yeah. Right. But no. And then you play as Luke Skywalker, <laughs> and you're like, "Why?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, okay, I kind of like that scene because I got to play my. No, it's, no, I no, love yeah, yeah, Matt yeah, sure. Mercer and Luke, but it's just like, "Oh, this is completely unexpected." What I thought yeah. this game was going to be, which yeah, is yeah, cool, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, yeah but that that moment, that moment's in the book. I, I actually think it's uh, some of the best Luke Skywalker stuff. Yeah, he um, he does a real good. Yeah, Luke Skywalker it captures the essence of it. Yeah, uh, and, and isn't that how he found the the island on Last Jedi? I mean, it's strongly hinted that he picks up the compass. Yeah. 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 There's mean, also we know he picks up the compass, but strongly hinted that that's how. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, we see like what because of um, playing that part of uh, Battlefront Two, where I see Last Jedi, I see the compass. I'm like, hey, I know that. Yeah. 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 It's a little and again, reward. the yeah. the connectivity stuff, like mm. stuff in Battlefront, like it has stuff from uh, like Force Awakens or Last Jedi. And I'm like, man, yeah. it's, it's 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 when it's focused, like without yeah. the legend stuff, it is nice and cohesive. It is. It's mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, I know some people will say, hey, I wish there was more. I think it's hard to do it. The MCU. Everyone always brings up the MCU model, and I think you it's, can't. It's, it's not. not it's not the compare. same. It's not. A it's co- not the same. Compare. Um, that said, um, it's difficult because the movies are the center of it. And often the filmmakers. Ryan's a little different. Ryan is is a, a nerdy fan, and he moved up to San Francisco to get you know to work to get started on the story and everything. Um, quite frankly, I, I don't think J.J. Abrams uh, reads these books and reads these things, and yeah. I think he's a fan. Mm-hmm. And he goes and makes his movie, and then you have to kind of connect the strings back to it like a murder mystery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, they've done a great job in those circumstances. Yeah, yeah they have. I, get, I yeah. get a feeling like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's actually what you just brought up about, you know, they wanted more out of the story of Battlefront 2 and everything mm-hmm. brings up a good point of, like, there's there's always some level of studios mm-hmm. or, you know, a higher-up interference that's not, not pure and not part of the love mm-hmm. and the joy and the revelry of what Star Wars is. Because at the end of the day, it's always that, a business. And that yeah. will always yeah. kind of seep into some of the decisions of what, you know, you know little hiccups in, in mm-hmm. what you're you're following and what yeah. you it, care it, about. On that, it feels like Less Jedi was like the opposite of that. And I think the backlash is going to make, uh, maybe, hope not, hope like a safe That's story. the fear. That's the fear, that nine is, episode yeah, nine is I mean, going to be safe. We talked about it, uh, the three of us, um, at Disneyland a little while back, that we feel that like J.J. Abrams, you know, he understands the feeling of sitting down and watching Star Wars for the very first mm-hmm. time when you were a kid. 
Like he understands. He that gets feeling. that emotion. Yes, very he, well. He bottled it and he made the Force Awakens, and that for, and the Force Awakens is that feeling. Yeah. And the visual, the visual the, is the there. visual mm-hmm. is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Johnson, Dave Filoni, people like them, they understand Star Wars in a way that George Lucas did, in a mm-hmm. way that um, that J.J. Abrams doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also understand the feeling. So it's almost kind of like they're. J.J. Abrams plus. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, yeah. yeah. I, I would agree with that, especially Filoni, uh, even though, yeah, I think there's some... And Filoni's directing Mandalorian, right? Two episodes of Mandalorian. Yeah, so yeah. like, yeah. thank God he's in live they, action they've been bringing yeah. They've been bringing him into writing rooms a lot more. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he studied under George. He'll let you know that. Um, and <laughs> that's it. The Mortis arc was George Lucas's yeah, story. Yeah. Well, George, yeah, it's weird to look back. George was all over the Clone Wars, and that... Dave told that story um, one of the conventions it went around on the interview circuit where George called Dave over and said got an idea you're going to love it um, Darth Maul he's still alive and Filoni goes how and George goes I don't know figure it out <laughs> robot, <laughs> robot legs no. I don't know I was watching Clone Wars with my little nephew mm-hmm. and I saw the episode where they revealed that Maul was alive Yeah, great episode I, no I sat down and because Clone Wars is one of those things I do want to get into. It's just yeah. I know it's the it's the the first season is like the hardest to get through, and yeah. I'm still stuck on that first season. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there. It's also out of order. Yeah, but yeah, also I order. the second I see Maul, I actually yell, "No way!" <laughs> and my dad comes in, he's like, "What's up?" I'm like, "Maul's still alive." He's like, "Who?" And I w- and they had like a three an hour and a half block of Clone Wars, and yeah. my nephew and I sit there and watch him like. You've got to be kidding me. It shouldn't have worked. And you know yeah. what's no, and it was super amazing. cool about that, too? He's got a brother named Savage Oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, my comic book brain is like, this is so silly, and I love it so and much. It was, no. I was really happy to see Dave Filoni was able to carry that arc into Rebels. No. Yeah. Mm. And because of that episode, when I do see Solo years later, and we get to the scene where we see uh, Maul as the hologram, I'm like... Give me more. Old man and in case you didn't know, it was him. He took out his lightsaber. It's <laughs> yeah. me, well, Darth Maul. The, t- and, uh, you know, uh, and I love it. I love that moment. Yeah, uh, still, it's so interesting. It, it was met with scorn in some circles. Yeah, some fans, fans who were like, "He died." Yeah, I, I had one purple one person text me the next day after we we both saw it, and they were like, "Wait a minute, I thought this takes place after the Phantom Menace," and I was like. Oh boy! You guys <laughs> you have, have so a, much TV to watch. You it's, have a television show to you're watch. You're kind of like you're kind of like so like oh my sweet summer child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and to the general public, that's a different conversation. That's yeah. why yeah. hey, the lightsaber's out. It's red lightsaber. Get it? He's a bad guy. Um, but yeah, and I but I, that was it was puzzling to me that people, fans, Star Wars fans who just I I get not watching the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. but who are just like, nah, that's stupid. And it's like yeah, I thought that too, until it played out. Give it a chance. Yeah. Give it the first time. Well, like even the, the first time. even the banter between Obi Wan and Maul, because I got to the part where Obi Wan Maul fight. O- Obi Wan's like, so when I cut you in half, I'm like, oh, you savage. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great, and their rivalry, and uh, and I write about it in uh, the 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 final battle in Rebels. Mm-hmm. It's, what I'm, it's actually my second favorite lightsaber fight, and it takes. I I have really grown to love that moment. It's two seconds long, but yeah. it's, it's the most powerful to me. Because you see how far these characters have progressed in their stories, and you definitely see it, it with Obi Wan how he opens he opens up with his two finger point, and mm-hmm. he's kind of like, and he looks like he does fight. in the Clone Wars, and then he moves yeah. to his new stands. It's it's a it's a it's a lesson. It's a moral lesson on change or refusing to change, holding on to your attachment of anger, and how you define power. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that is a deep, deep, deep conversation in the yeah, span of four minutes. because Maul goes in for the same kill that killed Qui-Gon, but Obi-Wan's like, no, no I'm, no, no. I'm yeah. re- ready for this. Yeah. Actually, him down. if I may, 
there is I saw online that someone explained why the high ground scene was is so important why Obi-Wan is able to beat Anakin is because Obi-Wan did that exact same move on Maul. Maul had the high ground and right. he cut him in half and that's why when Anakin comes Obi-Wan's like yeah. I did this. So that's how he was able to defeat Anakin. Yeah, I know. George has some stuff there, man. Mm-hmm. He does. It's all the um it's the um poetry of it. It's yes. the poetry of Star Wars that George mm-hmm. Lucas always talked about. Yeah, it's like a poem. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, uh I didn't watch uh uh the the Darth Maul Obi Wan finale fight, mm-hmm. uh, but I did watch the clip and I did see all the anger. I was like, "Why well, wasn't it a big epic duel?" If you watch it out of context, it yeah. does not play. No, of course, yeah. And like for me, it's these are the same people who have a problem with Vader's and Obi Wan's fight in A New Hope. We're like, "Oh, it's it's a bad action scene." I'm like, "That's not the point, you guys." No, like there's like I don't. You've probably seen it, Ken. Like there's like a like a like an animation going around of like a, like the Redux version of A New yeah. Hope's fight, and I'm like, "You guys are completely missing the point of this fight." It's um. I have a weird relationship with with fan fiction, which is weird because I just wrote a book that's a yeah. fan book. Man, I wrote <laughs> fan fiction on on yeah. uh, the Force uh, well, Star Wars all the time, baby. I wrote oh, yeah. uh, as, a, wrote as a, a real child. Book. I wrote uh, Transformer comics. Hell yeah, Nintendo <laughs> comics. Uh, I have nothing against it. Yeah. I have a interesting relationship with it because that say that Obi Wan Vader redo, which looks great, right? It and looks they, cool. And they it does look really cool. cool. Force powers and everything, yeah. and the dialogue's a little different. It, it looks cool, but looks at the cool. same time, I'm totally fine with keeping the original. Yes, but uh, there was, so when some people, if, if you tweet out and go, "Man, this looks great," awesome. Uh, the creators put a lot of effort into it, but if you tweet out and go, "This is so much better," I'm like, uh, if, if fan fiction's not the answer, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. fan fiction's not. I hate the attitude of "ha, we fixed it." Hey, yeah. can you say that for a little louder for people in the back? Uh, <laughs> it's kind of it's kinda, like fan fiction is kind of me. yeah. <laughs> fan fiction is should should almost be therapeutic. Yeah. And less so. It should be fun, not like should, I'm yeah. angry at a movie. Not I got to sign a petition. Well, it should come yeah. from oh. a place of love. And I let me let me be very clear. I think almost every bit of fan fiction and video and movie comes from a great place of love. It's the reaction to it. It sometimes weighs me down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, See, this is better than what we got. This is better than. Dude, every every script is fan fiction until something like pays you for it. Right? Every. Like, well, <laughs> here's the thing now. Everything's fan fiction now, unless George Lucas writes it. That's true. Or yeah. you know, Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. Force Comics. Awakens. Comics. Yeah. Comics. Like, uh, if it's not Bob Kane, Bill Finger, it's all fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. But league, like the yeah. defined fan fiction. Yeah. We are living in a fan fiction world. The yeah. boat has left the port. Yeah. 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 George is not doing it anymore. Love that or hate that. Um. Uh, yes, they're all fans now. We are all in a post seventy seven world. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to go back to Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar. Um, oh yeah, we. I, I love. I love a good tangent. Yeah, <laughs> um, a long tangent, good tangent. Uh, I want to go back to Jar Jar Binks because uh, this was it was the most shocking part of this book for me. Mm-hmm. Is that you don't take Jar Jar Binks, you don't take the moment where he is saved by Qui Gon, you don't mm-hmm. take the moment where he essentially creates the Empire. Uh, you take the moment, the last canonical moment we see that character mm-hmm. in Chuck Wendig's Aftermath books. Yeah. Like that, and you, you, I've not read those books, but I've mm-hmm. heard of the moment. So reading you talk about that moment, like really put a lot of the perspective of how kind of that character has been done dirty. Yeah. Uh, and the actor as well. Very much um, so. so. Definitely it, the actor, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of, to, to, to see this, this character on Naboo, mm-hmm shunned by his people, shunned by everyone on Naboo, because, you know, go back, he is responsible for the mm-hmm. creation of the Empire. Mm-hmm. He is the reason why the Empire rose. Yep. So big yikes. And so, like, making uh, making that moment kind of resonate and have his guilt, like, he knows what he did. Yeah. And that's, I thought that was really powerful. It's it's a great moment. Uh, look, I, I, I was uh, 22 when Phantom Menace came out, so 
I had some Jar Jar problems, yeah. and I've said some Jar Jar things, and I don't. <laughs> I like have when said he, some Jar Jar when, when he steps into the uh, you know in My the tongue. P- yeah in the piosa like uh, I, I I don't yeah. Um, and there's a simple, hey, it's not for me. George will tell you that time and time again. Yeah. Um, but then I've come to appreciate what Ahmed did in terms of the technical side. Again, go back to this great article with, from Dan Brooks. They interview Ahmed, um, and it's post-celebration, uh, which was great to see him get his fan reaction. But beyond that, we also, I don't think we we knew the power of the dark side of, of the Internet, where mm-hmm. this guy goes and you know, tr- nearly kills himself yeah. mm-hmm. because yeah. of yeah. the backlash. And look what happened to Jake Lloyd. Yeah. Um, that's something we should be aware of. Look what happened to Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. Thank yeah. God she's you know still around and and Got in the movies. Where no matter what you think, yeah. and and it's not even about the character. And I actually would get really grumpy when some people would be on shows going, "I don't like the character," but it's not nice what we did. It's not who gives a crap about the character it's this human being that people are attacking mm-hmm. we got to be protective of that it's not right and, and to have ahmed come out now and say yeah here's the p- spot the exact spot i almost jumped to my death mm-hmm. because of what this did to my life and career that's that needs to be acknowledged and i really do think chuck windeck who at times is a controversial guy himself. I was going to say, he's the guy yeah. who got let go from... He's the guy who let yeah, go, yeah. and he's outspoken. Really yeah. bummed about that. I wanted that yeah. Darth Vader book. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the version that came out is, is not is quite frankly not good. Uh, and right. nothing, you know... Uh, no it, offense to those guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A, I hate I hate slagging on creators. I really yeah. do. Mm-hmm. But it just it's not working for me. But um, the thing about Wendick, so I, I, I knew... Again, going back to the original question of, of what did I write about, it's these... Going this, going back in my memory, and going, what did I read, watch, or play that affected me as a fan? When I read that epilogue of Jar Jar Binks, I I had tears in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, Wendig wrote he took he took the Jar Jar is a Sith theory. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's in there. He took the the reality and and to have Jar Jar Binks with a uh, a damaged, uh, a physically damaged uh, orphan. Uh, uh, a refugee of the war, a young child, and a Mapo, and to have Jar Jar kind of be like, it's just like, no one else wants me, but you're the only, you young kids are the only one in the galaxy that need me, and we're here. It's a powerful statement on what the character was mm-hmm. uh, and what it c- still can be for a new generation of, of fans does, every time. Does this take place after three? It, takes, it takes place in the, the, the after sequel six. trilogy. After six. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, my favorite, that's what I was going to ask, my favorite yeah, trope. I said sequel trilogy, but a little bit. It's a year and a half after six. Okay. My mm-hmm. favorite trope is, like, old man Logan, like, old man yeah, yeah. character, like, when done right. So, like, that sounds to me like old man Jar Jar, like, well, dealing a, with his past. He's a clown on Naboo yeah. Yeah. because he's been ostracized. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. these kids, like you said... Refugees, uh, war know, refugees. The, yeah. These kids, you know, Jar Jar was created for kids. So, mm-hmm. like, these kids are the only ones who accept him because no one else will. Yeah. It's super powerful. It's if, really powerful. And, yeah. and um, it's... it's uh, I highly recommend seeking out uh, my friend Jamie Stangroom over there in the UK as a, as a YouTube channel. And he, he's just... Uh, uh, for, he interviews a lot of old actors uh, from Star Wars movies, going back even to New Hope. Finds them, tracks them down. They're great little sometimes quaint little quirky interviews he's formed a friendship with Ahmed Best and Ahmed trusts them and they, mm-hmm. and there was one of the interviews second or third interview that does Ahmed reads the Wendig interlude in Jar Jar's voice oh, and okay. it oh. adds so it, it is it's uh, that I could have written about that moment as yeah. much as the moment <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I really uh, that one really stuck out to me because um, you know he doesn't show up Ahmed doesn't isn't in Clone Wars initially but then no. he does reprise his role, yeah, and know. I wonder if that was kind of like 
you know that he because they first bring in Jar Jar and then yeah. and then he kind of got better and more accepted. He, and he, he, he went to celebration this year for the 20th anniversary panel and and he was afraid. He yeah. was afraid mm-hmm. and and it was great to see him kind of get a stand ovation and welcome. Could you yeah. see could you see Jar Jar showing up again? Like you know, twenty years later, in in like a live action form, like old man Jar Jar, and like, oh wow, this is this new character, or and we have this new respect for him. Somewhere on Disney Plus or something. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mandalorian. It's, yeah, it's possible. It's it's possible now. Do you more see than it ever. happening? I don't see it happening. Yeah, I think in in animated form, um, books, novel, uh, comics. It, it'd be easier. I just wonder if they like have the balls to try it, and like I we want to redo this character and like yeah. make people love him. I, I would love a try. I would love a try. Yeah. Um, Better. I love, Redem- I love Redemption yeah. arcs. Yeah. 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 yeah, but we'll see. It, it, it's still one of those. It's still, it's a weird one. Yeah. I, I will yeah. say because I did get to that part reading about Jar Jar, and because I never really knew because people would always say is like, oh, this is what happened to Jar Jar. Like there is, I want to say it was uh, Force Awaken or not Force Awakens, uh, Force Unleashed Two, mm-hmm. where he was frozen in carbonite. Where yes, it's yes. Right. There was Oh, Jar Jar? Yeah, Jar Jar was. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I also am sadly to say that I've said horrible things about Jar Jar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Horrible things. And re- after reading that, I'm like, man, I've been kind of harsh on Jar Jar. Because well, we learned, again, like if you don't like a character, that's funny, Ewoks, talk about the Ewoks. Yeah. I, I'm totally fine because, again, I would not list Jar Jar yeah. in the top 50 characters. <laughs> right. Um, but when you start 20 years, time passes on, and you look back uh, at what Ahmed did with the tech team, uh, all these people that that built this, uh, and a year after principal photography, they're still working on it. They're and they're setting the technology uh, that is used time and time again. And and circus Andy Circus. I was gonna say it's like Gollum before Gollum. Correctly really. gets a lot of yeah. credit, and 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 there's always a battle over how much Circus gives to the animators and graphic. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Not a conversation for us here now. Um, but Ahmed is is forgotten yeah. because uh, and he created the character a lot. They they gave him and George too gave him a lot of permission to put himself into that, mm-hmm. and that's why he another reason he took it so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like because even reading this book, um, I was like, man, I just want to pop in a Star Wars movie, just any Star Wars movie. Sure. Uh, now episode one, mm-hmm. I would watch again. Just so I was like, because now I now that I'm thankfully older and hopefully a little wiser, I could look at Ahmed's performance. Like, no, he. He did. A, he did what he wanted to do. He did yeah. a great job. Yeah, the fandom tends to be a really harsh. Um, yeah. I mean, fandom is just the 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 not the backlash, but the um, aftermath, if you will, of the Phantom Menace mm-hmm. was tough on a lot of actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite, uh, I mean, uh, Liam Neeson has said he's almost retired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Serafinowicz didn't yeah. work for, uh, would never work yeah. for uh, Lucasfilm again. Right. Uh, Ahmed Best almost killed himself. Jake Lloyd is. is, is where is Jake yeah, Lloyd? Man. Legal problems, uh, yeah, problems. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, just as young as the rest of you, except for Ken, uh, mm-hmm. when Phantom Menace came out, and I'll, I'll cop to it right now that uh, I had a Jar Jar piggy bank, <laughs> I had a Jar Jar inflatable chair. Oh, okay. I was not anti Jar Jar. That's uh, cool. I was not when it came out. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't until, uh, I want to say, about the time Revenge of the Sith came around mm-hmm. that I started to look back at Jar Jar and go. I didn't dislike him, but I found him tiresome. Yeah, sure. oh, yeah. and that's okay. and that's where that's where it evolved to. But I I I, I didn't realize it. I've heard someone else say that you know the internet is what made them realize that they they are much older than us. They had a 
seen Star Wars when they were in their 20s when it came out in theaters and they said like I didn't realize people hated Ewoks till the internet came around mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and that was very here. much a similar thing with God. Jar Jar where I was like oh I didn't know people like really hated Jar Jar yeah. until yeah. until much later and uh, I was just going to piggyback off what you asked about the live action thing I think the reason why it's so hard to imagine Jar Jar going to live action is because uh, it's the same reason why the Darth Maul thing didn't land quite right mm-hmm. is that you have to do a certain amount of legwork for the people who are only seeing movies yeah. because not everybody's going to read Chuck Wendig's comics not yeah. everybody's going to do the you know you have Watch to Rebels. you have to still yeah, yeah. treat that as canon because it is but also do extra leg work to get them to like hey recognize that this thing is part of the truth of this character now and all yeah. that and it, mm-hmm. Ahmed's performance yeah totally. I always have felt bad about uh Ever since I became aware, I've always been like, yeah. oh, that's a lot. Uh, yeah. Jake Lloyd has been the person who suffered yeah. most from my my personal, like when I was started out, that's the person who I didn't mm-hmm. like in Phantom Menace right, yeah. right from the get-go, did not like Jake Lloyd's Anakin. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, yeah, you know, they went with they went to their gut to find some uh, charisma in a young performer, and even in that documentary at the beginning, George talks about some of the auditions, like, hey, well, this one kid's going to hit his marks, we're going to get stuff, uh, good per- technical professional performance, but I like, I like what this kid has, yeah. Jake Lloyd, and he did it, and I've you know, and again, I never want to take anyone's ability to not like Jar Jar, to not like the prequels, to not like the sequels. I I, I have those opinions, but I just I think I hopefully we're more aware of the human beings behind. Yes, what yeah, one hundred percent. Like even as I'm saying, like that's the person that I didn't like when I saw Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. I still wasn't. Uh, I I never want anybody to be at the extent where yeah. this is never. It should never go beyond like you know that character doesn't work for me. Right. Yeah, right. it should never be it, personal. It should never become mm. so personal where like they have violated my. The yeah. similar thing that happened with you know it's not Star Wars but Ghostbusters when oh, the yeah. ladies came in and did Ghostbusters yeah. like they've ruined my childhood. No, they didn't. Yeah, Your childhood's fine. It's yeah. still those there. movies are still there. It's what still there. No, I got into a. I got into a. Uh, I'm gonna just call it, call it. I got into a, a very heated fight with a a, a a new coworker about the Last Jedi. Not on my part, because uh, I'm, I'm kind of at the at the point where I, if you don't like the Last Jedi, I do want to have a discussion with you and find out what why. You know, mm-hmm. what are the issues? Maybe we can discuss them. Yeah. This gentleman didn't want to have that discussion. He wanted to just yell about why he didn't like Star Wars. So it ended up just he, you know, just <coughs> me talking to a blank wall who was just <laughs> repeating back to me that he how much he hated Leia flying in uh-huh. in space. Uh-huh. So that was really like disheartening, and because you can. You can get to a point where, you know that is that that is your perception of the Star Wars fandom is just mm-hmm. blank walls yelling about things they don't like, and yeah. and it can get really toxic and really almost and tiresome. Yeah. But you know, I had your book, so like <laughs> he, he left, I sat down and started reading this book again, and I'm just like, you know what? No, yeah. this is. Hey, man! All fandoms have toxicity. Every yeah. single one. Yeah, yeah every it, corner of the life it's, of the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just great to have a book like this uh-huh. to kind of just remind you that there is still love for this yeah. property mm-hmm. i've i've i'm not nearly the the fan of star wars as you but like mm-hmm. star wars when i was younger was my number one before i discovered marvel comics bless yeah. you bless you stanley uh but like star wars is my jam man mm-hmm. and like and like it, it does suck to see like have its ebb and flows of like mm-hmm. hey, star wars is always cool yeah the quality is not always there but like it's still cool like Specifically, right now, and I, it's, I'm not going to get into this, but specifically with like like the X Men franchise, right, with the Dark mm-hmm. Phoenix, like there's a lot of like revisionist history of like something's bad. Oh, it's always been bad. That's not oh, people no, need to yeah. settle down, yeah. and it's like look at it and like, hey guys, maybe this specific that's, product's not great. Yeah, that's what I that's what I've I've talked about a lot. Um, I posted this on. Uh, I'll go into it when we review Dark Phoenix, but uh, a little bit more. But I talked about how, you know, the X Men movies get a bad rap because they've had some uh, some bungles. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that whole franchise. 
shouldn't be judged by a couple of bungles. Yes. And like that was st- same thing with Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars shouldn't be judged on its toxic fandom. It shouldn't yeah. be judged on if you don't like Attack of the Clones or mm-hmm. Solo, a Star Wars story, The Last Jedi or things like that. Uh, or if you don't like a mm-hmm. uh, Marvel comic, it should be judged on the things that are good about it. And yeah. I feel like we've lost the, uh, the ability almost to look at the positives and judge something on its positives. That's what this podcast is for, baby. If if it's not giving you joy, why why stick around? That's yeah, yeah, like exactly. Condo. Yeah. There you go. And it might suck. Some people I've heard those things. Well, it's just the sequel trilogy really let me down, and I'm just hurt. I'm hurt because I have to give this up. Like, well, that's that's part of life, man. Yeah. Sometimes relationships end, <laughs> yeah. and you grow from. That it is life. Not everything can be good all the time. Unfortunately. But, the, but you know what? If the sequel trilogy let you down, you still got six good movies that didn't. The original trilogy is never going away if that's what you love. The yeah. prequels yeah. never going away if that's what it, you love. Maybe there are Marvel comics that you'll love. The yeah. Darth both Darth Vader comics are excellent. Yes, really mm-hmm. good. they are really good. I yeah. kind of feel like, especially with series like Star Wars and most recently Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. that um, oh, yeah, Game of Thrones is a good example of yeah, revisionist people history. have yeah. um, put these shows and these franchises at such a high bar, mm-hmm. and if it's just not per- perfect all the time, then if even if there's like one bundle, like season eight of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. I would say it's the lowest season of all of a mm-hmm. amazing show. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm not going to tell people to not watch it. I'm still going to mm-hmm. tell people like, hey. You should watch it. Like same with Star Wars. I don't like Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna watch Attack of the Clones with Game of Thrones. Six out of eight. That's still, that's still a good rating. I mean, yeah. even even arguably seven. I would yeah. I would say seven. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, eight's actually one of my favorite seasons. But that's yeah, my see? take on it. But that's great. Yeah. But uh, it it bummed me out. Bummed yeah. me out. I I do a, a Game of Thrones podcast called Casually Talk. That's still going. Yeah. I oh. stopped promoting it this yeah. season because I got yeah. tired of mm-hmm. my joy. Was being taken. I was letting my joy being sure robbed from me from other people. That's uh, yeah. book. We we were one hundred uh, moments why we yeah, love Game of we Thrones. We were doing. We started like a, our own YouTube thing. Yeah. Sure. Uh, we d- talked about Game of Thrones, and we're we're generally very positive and just like yeah. For us, we just weren't feeling it this season, and it, yeah. it I physically felt like the joy drain from well, my body. I'm like, oh man, I'm glad. Like I'm kind of glad it's and, and not to defend us necessarily, yes. but mm-hmm. like we weren't having the rhetoric of like this is garbage. It right, was. Right. I agree with the choices overall. Like, the, right, if right. you hit the beats, these are the beats I'm okay with. It's the time it's taking. I want more time for these. Oh, yeah. sure. And it's and I think that still comes from the place of like, I love these things. I want the time to see these things actually unfold. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, well, like I my, the general thing being like, I thought that season was rushed, and that's the only thing yeah. I really have mm-hmm. against it is I just felt it was too fast. Yeah. Uh, and which I would I would agree. Uh, um, but yeah, it's 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 what I started to get into is is I was while watching this season. There would be points in every episode. And my pal Joseph Scrimshaw said the same thing independently to me, um, and I was like, "Yeah, I feel that way too." Where I would watch something, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, I like that," and then my head would be like, "Oh, tomorrow or tonight, that's going to be all over uh, Twitter." Yep. How more? Yeah. Yep. And so I couldn't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, I, I was feel like, it, yeah. getting ready for the tidal wave of hate the next yeah. that night. Sure. And I feel trying to cancel Dan and Dave's careers and this and that. that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I feel sadly, Star Wars. Is one of those tipping points. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, when I first saw the trailer for Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. when I heard Palpatine's laugh, ah. my, I was like, what? But an urge of excitement mm-hmm. just, like, rose in me because I was thinking, a Sith Force ghost. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. never happened before. Yeah, but, yeah, it'd be interesting because George always said that Sith can't do it, which is why Palpatine yeah. sought immortality. Palpatine's yeah. behind it all. Yeah, but just, because I, I enjoy that, that te- it's a teaser trailer. There's still yeah. not a lot seeing, mm. but just seeing that for the Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. I mean, I you said the first time you said it on our show. I've been saying it, repeating it to my friends. Speculate responsibly. Mm-hmm. 
and I can't wait. I'm excited. But then I hear people saying, going like, oh, really? I'm like, oh, no. Here it comes. It's, it's well, it's the, the, yeah, the, it's when, when, when The Last Jedi came out. And right. the moment the credits were all in The Last Jedi, I was in love. I loved that movie. The moment that the credit written directed by Ryan Johnson, I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I turned to my friends. Uh, my girlfriend liked it. My uh, the movie started. I was like, I really want to see it again already. Um, like I was into the Last Jedi, and uh, I turned to my friends and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was, that's weird. Uh, Twitter the next day. I hate the Last Jedi. Last yeah. Jedi is garbage. Last Jedi, blah, blah. like, oh man. Yeah. What did I see the same movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's because yeah. the movie takes chances and it does things where like you might not be happy with, and it's not, it's not completely safe. Yeah. And yeah. it's like for something like Star Wars, like this is like arguably one of the biggest franchises. It doesn't do that kind of thing. You know what? I would say not arguably. It is. Yeah. Like the MCU, like besides like Endgame, like it's a safe franchise. Yeah. It's super safe. Less Jedi yeah. is the opposite of safe. Yeah. yeah. And and for a lot of people, that's not what they want with Star yeah, Wars. And which I, I guess is fine, but like you gotta, you gotta take chances. You gotta take chances. Yeah. Right. But, uh, I mentioned JJ. JJ said he goes. I after watching. I did hey, see this. Yeah. Oh, I can make my own movie. I don't have to be beholden to. Star I just Wars. hope that's yeah. true. I really hope it's true. Yeah, right. I hope so too. Because yeah. Like, yeah, that's uh, this kind of goes back to that whole, you know, fighting it thing. Yeah. To be honest with you, with Star Wars especially right now, but uh, I've noticed this with a lot of major films lately where. I don't. I don't really like. If I didn't see another Star Wars Episode Nine trailer, I'd prefer it. Yeah, to yeah. be honest with you, I'd I'd rather go and let them take me on the journey yeah. rather than like have too much information in my or brain. Or false where I start, marketing. Where I start to think about false marketing really hurt, about Godzilla and Mothra. really hurt me with Godzilla. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. It, where it's creating this idea of what I'm going in for, and I start mm-hmm. to fight what the movie wants to actually offer. It's me. creating its own narrative, and I yeah. and I'm trying to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars is definitely one where honestly, if I didn't see another Star Wars trailer because I don't need to you've got me I'm going to yeah, go see yeah. it yeah um, I'd prefer it the more that the less I know going in the more I can just be there and mm. experiencing it rather than having these ideas in my brain I mean, I'd love that I'd love that too I'd love that too not every not, not all marketing yeah. can be end game where they show us literally nothing unfortunately yeah. Yeah. I wish it was yeah, yeah. I wish it was, it was. Um, my you know Chris a uh, manager over at Earth to comics yeah, yeah he always said that the force awakens marketing should have just been a white screen with J.J. Abrams sitting on a director's chair reading the script, being like, "Wait, you're gonna go see it?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Look, look, there's a there's a section that needs to know. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Solo suffered from the lack of uh, uh, marketing and the toys and, and and some of the stuff we've heard of. You know, they couldn't uh, toy stores and Target and stuff couldn't put Solo merchandise out, at least on the end caps, to mm-hmm. get attention because they had to put up Avengers stuff. Yeah. Uh, Disney worked. They learn. I think they learned that lesson for Star Wars, and uh, that it's a two-hour podcast on why Solo failed, quote-unquote failed, in a lot mm. of places. Uh, a lot of it starts and stops with Bob Iger, quite frankly, and I think he said that as much. But, yeah, y- you still have to get it out, but right. I, I wish I wish it was it. And, and as far as, like, it's also interesting, we've gone into detail in Force Center, how looking back on Force Awakens and Last Jedi, there wasn't, it kind of told you what was coming, and we ignored some of that. And I'm not just talking about this isn't going to go the way you think it is with Luke and everything. Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. The the emotional stuff that's out there uh, in those trailers and the marketing push was what we got. Right. Yeah. But we just naturally. That's why on Force Center we say speculate responsibly. We, you can get the T-shirts. Remind your friends. Yeah. Um, it is. You know. Oh, Ray flipped over that lightsaber or over that Tie Fighter to do this. Well, if she doesn't. What are you gonna do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and I was gonna say like I I gotta give credit to Force Awakens and Last Jedi. I think mm-hmm. both of them did a really good job marketing. I appreciate that they released a teaser, a trailer, right, right, and that's really that's, it. Th- that's all of the major marketing that you got visually. Yeah. 
uh, unless you're a person who seeks out TV spots and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, that's what you got. If you go to the theaters and you're seeing trailers, that's what you got. And I thought both of them didn't overplay their hand the way that a lot of other blockbusters right. do. It's just something where I know I don't. I am happier when I'm thinking about it less beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just way, like I was. My poor daddy always gets this. Like I tell this bit. Um, he called me after the, he saw Force Awakens. He's just a, he's like big blockbuster movies. He's not like a big fan of things, but he called me because yeah, it was pretty good. I think they kept it open for a sequel. <laughs> like, no, I think they're gonna make another think, one of those. Stop. I think they did. I think they did, Dad. Uh, I was in a Walgreens. That buying, is so yeah. pure. Yeah, and that I was is. Like, oh, Dad. And I was in a Walgreens buying a Chewbacca uh, Funko Pop with a Porg before the movie came out. Uh, ch- uh, a crispy or a regular Porg? Uh, regular. <laughs> is okay. it? Okay. It's, in his, it's in his hand, right? Yeah. yeah. No, at Costco when uh, yeah. Last Jedi was coming out. They had an eight pack, whereas four rebel, right. four resistance, four um, first order pops, wow. and one of those pops was Chewbacca holding a porg. My girlfriend bought it. We were gonna give it to someone else, but eventually we said, "Nah, we're keeping this for ourselves." Yeah. Star porg. But I, I was buying it, checking out, and the guy at the counter goes, "Oh man, Chewbacca, love Chewbacca." I go, yeah, man, uh, Chewbacca's great. He goes, uh, "What's in his hand?" <laughs> what? So, uh, I go, "A porg." It's one of the new, the one of the. It, it says it right here. What's that? He goes, I go Porg from the uh, Last Jedi, and I'm not lying. He goes, What do you mean Last Jedi? I go, <gasps> Wait, it was out. Was the, it? No, it was coming out. It's I coming go, out. The, oh. Well, the new, the sequel to Episode Seven. He goes, What? What are you talking about, man? Yeah. And I go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. New Star Wars movies. He goes, They made, they made more Star Wars movies. Yeah. And I thought he was punking me, he, and he just was like, Dude, that's awesome. Chewie's like my favorite character. Oh, that he'll love Force Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. that happened to me at work before Endgame came out. Like my coworker and I were talking about Endgame. She's like, What's Endgame? And I'm like, the new Avengers movie? She's like, Oh, like the the, the superhero thing. And I'm like, Yeah. Man, the some people just they're not like us. <laughs> right. they're, they're not dialed in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> that's but I was in that movie. <laughs> I love I actually love all the clips of her being interviewed on the red carpet. Hey, who's that? Well, this is Sebastian's dad. What what does he do? Yeah. He plays the Winter Soldier. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I just saw the clip like where she's cooking with uh John Favreau and he's like, Yeah, remember when we did Spider Man? I'm not in Spider Man. <laughs> no, Gwyneth, we filmed the scene, you're in Spider Man. No, no that's, 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 that's Avengers. Avengers. Like, yeah. oh honey. <laughs> I love I've actually had some of those conversations at work. Someone comes up to me and he's like, Hey, so uh, well, how's that new superhero movie like? You mean Endgame? He's like, Yeah, uh do I need to say anything before that? I'm like Oh, oh, honey. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I almost kind of wish to be that naive sometimes. Yeah. I, it's it's a pure joy. I'm not, yeah. making, nice. not making fun. No, no it's all. like, no. Not, no. Oh, we're yeah. in a bubble. Yeah, we're they, were a bubble. A, they were asking me, like, so wait, how many movies have I seen? I was like, have you seen this one? No. Have you seen this one? No. Have you seen that one? No. I was like, oh, you have yeah. a lot to go through. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things I've been actually wanting to ask you, because you're here, we're talking about your book. And sure, thank I you wanted, for that. I want to know, what were some of your moments mm-hmm. that didn't make the cut? Yeah, were there any? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something specific. Um, again, you know, I'm not going through any checklist, but mm-hmm. I was like, do I ha- I wanted maybe more um, Padme moments in Clone Wars. Okay. There's sure. a great, I mention it, but there's a great uh, political kind of speech she gives, real rallying cry. I mentioned it in the article about Mon Mothma's speech in Rebels. Uh, I wanted more Padme stuff, but Clone Wars is at times daunting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so even if I had a memory, oh, that's a good moment. You could pull a clip off YouTube. I wanted to go back and rewatch it and be in the moment as I wrote. Uh, that one I might have snuck in there. Uh, I wanted a little bit more with Poe. I love the camera uh, ca- character Poe Dameron. I love Oscar Isaac. Um, you know, I, the the opening. There's some stuff I'd love. The lesson he learned in the opening of Last Jedi. 
I didn't put that in there. Um, little tiny ones about other sounds and ships. I didn't want to repeat too much. Uh, I moved some around. I, you know, you're talking going back to Jeff Sparks. Like I'd write them individually. I'd write them in generally in order mm-hmm. uh, by sections. So maybe I'd write number 19 and then I write number 15 and number 17. Yeah. And then I put them all down as I'd hand them in. And I was like, oh, 20 and 19 are both about a character dying. I got to split. So my list would move, move around. around. So that one of the moments I, f- I'll, 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 I'll say I plain forgot that. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have found a way to maybe get it in there. But um, it's from Leia, Princess of Alderaan again. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a, a, a Star Wars rank show with a, an author named Dan Whalen, a food blogger and author. And, and he, we did, we're talking about food and food moments in Star Oh, a Wars. flogger. A flogger. Oh. Um, There's a blue milk. That's I, not what that means. Yeah, that's uh, not what that means. <laughs> yeah, um, Ryan, stop. <laughs> he, uh, we were talking. So I chose the number. My, I, I suddenly came back to me thinking about food scenes. It wasn't just food, but food scenes. The force, the force flirting scene in Attack of the Clones? Uh, there's that and everything. Okay. But no, I put in from Leia, Princess of Alderaan, it's the dinner scenes. And there's there's a theme throughout that Leia, who's 16 and close with her parents, mm-hmm. her adoptive parents, is feeling shut out by them, and there's these weird dinner parties, and she doesn't get it. Turns out they're f- forming the rebellion, yeah, and they don't want her in yet, and she finds her way into it in, in a great story. Uh, there's a great scene where Governor Tarkin, getting some hints of what's going on, shows up unexpectedly and interrupts a dinner party. Okay, and it's one of the most tense action sequences in Star Wars, and it's a dinner party. It reminds oh. it sounds like uh, the beginning of Inglorious Bastards. It's exactly that's that sounds awesome. Just like tense. It's you don't talking, even yes. that scene, but even more so. I'll tell you, uh, it's the scene where he he runs into Shoshana again and and put oh you need cream on your put the cream on your apple fritter yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that scene, it is it's a amalgamation of those, but it's in Star Wars and it's with Leia at dinner with Tarkin, Tarkin and it's and I was like I can't oh. Next book, I'll have to put that in. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it. That, that sounds speaking, really cool. Speaking of Tarkin, there was a moment that I, I really I really liked from the, I think the only Star Wars book I, I read because I just I lost track. Um, and this is so long ago, so I could be misremembering, but isn't it in the book Tarkin mm-hmm. uh, that he figures out who Darth Vader is? That Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker? There's a, there's a, I think there's some, it's been a while since I read it, James Lucino's Tarkin. Um, Yes, it's de- definitely a moment. I think they leave it for interpretation, mm-hmm. but you get the sense. Yeah, because because everyone thinks that that yeah. Anakin Skywalker had died with the purge, yeah, with the absolutely. Jedi purge. Um, but Tarkin had what was Anakin's general yeah. uh, during the Clone Wars. So he's like, "This is, um, mm-hmm. huh?" It's a great moment. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's an underrated one. There's there's a lot of ones in the novels too. It's like, you know, I've read all of them. So yeah. <laughs> sometimes I was like, "I got it." Do you have a favorite back. novel? Um, I think, yeah, I, I think, uh, I will say, uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, Catalyst, the Rogue One novelization, uh, are the ones that come to mind. Uh, Lords of the Sith, but Paulus Kemp is, is underrated too. Yeah. Uh, I've heard good things. Some of my favorite ones. Yeah. Have you read Labyrinth, the, the General Grievous one? Uh, I think it's called Labyrinth. The, you talk about the one that, um, was the Labyrinth of Evil? Yes, I uh, did. Uh, and those and, th- and going back to like quote unquote legends, I did. Oh, read is that those still legends? Because I yeah, thought it was a Revenge that's of the Sith. Old legends. It's old oh, legends. sorry, I just old assumed it's, uh, yeah, the yeah, Dark okay. Lord trilogy, gotcha. which is Labyrinth of Evil, Revenge of the Sith, the novelization, and then uh, Darth Vader rises or something. I like figured that, right. that would yeah. just be canon because it's okay, I don't know. No, I would, but there's some great stuff. There's a great. There's uh, gosh, I can't remember it. Um, there's a moment where they talk about Grievous. 
his debut, so to speak, in the catacombs beneath the arena. Mm -hmm. And it's chilling because it reminds me of uh, Saruman talking to Gandalf uh, mm -hmm. via mm -hmm. wizard powers going, you know what the dwarves found there. You know. The and Balrog? It, <laughs> the Balrog. And I it's know. like Grievous was down there and Jedi stumbled onto him and Oopsie were like, poopsie. what is this monster who's killing us? Oh. And I think that's a, you know, there's there's more to tell with Grievous and we're starting to get more with Dooku uh, in the middle of listening to the Kevin Scott uh, audio uh, story, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. And Dooku's one of my favorite characters and yeah. we're mm -hmm. finally starting to get more. I hope they get a little more from Grievous. I, right. Because that is, that is due with such a incredible design yes. that I just he's just underutilized every time it, except the make Tartakovsky, the Clone Wars Tartakovsky, Tartakovsky, Tartakovsky series Tartakovsky. Clone yeah. Wars like, that is the coolest shit There's I ever saw I, I call Grievous my most disappointing character in Star Wars because of what you just said not that yeah. I don't yeah. like the character and I actually like the cough and in that book I think he's hurt by Mace which doesn't carry over into canon now um, to my knowledge well the Clone Wars uh, yeah in Tartakovsky, Tartakovsky series the same thing crushes him <gasps> yeah. it's great in the chest yeah. so that by Mace Windu. carries over but uh, I do like it but you know Grievous kind of has leaves a lot to be desired, yeah. yeah. But there's something interesting in his story. Yeah, like, it was Grievous, and um, yeah, Grievous. I would love to see more. But what was uh, Claudia Gray's novels? Um, didn't she just put one out with Obi Wan and Qui Gon? So Master and Apprentice is is really good. I think the main story that she uses it's 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 right now. I think the oldest canon story on record right now. Okay, um, okay. I haven't read that one yet. I want to though. seven or ten years or so before Phantom Menace. Yeah, because Qui Gon's my favorite Jedi. You, you you should really check this out. Yeah, um, it's great for Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and the memories of Dooku. Yeah, that's. I think that's why I like La uh, Last Jedi because because yeah. Luke basically becomes Qui Gon. He does, and 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 the story itself. So of of the four, four Claudia Gray novels she's written, I think this is my fourth favorite but yeah. people someone's like oh it's my least favorite too like no no i didn't use the word least favorite they're all I good said, yeah they're all good this is the one i'd rank four um <laughs> because the main story is just it's 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 fascinating we just did our breakdown of four center but i've heard some of the story before mm -hmm. even in the phantom menace as sure. a young queen as this and that but the stuff the stuff you start to learn about the force mm -hmm. and even in this Kevin scott story i got to some great dooku stuff uh, about his father and everything it's really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I um, his, her books were um the 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 General Leia one before she joins the Resistance. Bloodlines. Bloodlines. Yeah, that's the one I've heard really good things about. It's it. amazing. Yeah. Six years before the Force Awakens, everyone still uh did not know that she was Vader's daughter. That's great. And it's key to Kylo's or Ben's fall, and it's fascinating. Yeah. The Bad. one the one Claudia Gray novel I have, I haven't read it yet, mm -hmm. but it's on my bookshelf. I'm going to read it someday. Mm -hmm. Is Lost Stars. That's that's the one I always when I get the question of Ked, where should I start? I go Lost Stars. Yes, um, okay. because it's going to take you through familiar territory, so mm -hmm. you're going to feel comfortable. Which mm -hmm. one's Lost Stars? Lost Stars. It's, it's uh, star-crossed lovers. One joins the rebellion. One joins the empire. The oh, I'm into yeah. that. The reason why I bought it yeah. is because it was like a Romeo and Juliet sort of story. Totally. Yeah. And but it, was, it involved Wars Star Wars, and one was became the rebel, one became the imperial, yeah. and for some reason. That like hit me hard. I was like, it's, I want to read this. It was the first. It was the first one that really caught on because they had released a couple. You know, the Jonathan Jackson Miller New Dawn, which is not one of my favorites, but it's got some great Kanan and Harris stuff, mm -hmm. and and it gives us Ray Sloan. That one was of the my first characters. in Kanan. Mm -hmm. It was the yeah. first. So a lot of stuff. So in the middle of that comes the YA edition. Oh, yeah. what's this? And why? Oh, it's young adult. And uh, over, in, I wasn't even there yet, but over in Collider Jedi Council, Harloff and the team were really championing this novel. And and really, Claudia Gray said, "You guys helped get this on the map. People yeah. started to read it, and it's it's a. I do have some. I do have that love story in the book, um, but mm -hmm. there's a lot there because it takes you through the original trilogy, and in this young adult novel, 
starts to go, well, wait a minute. What about the two million stormtroopers and imperial officers and tech crews who died on the Death Star? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about them? You, do, you don't oh. talk about, we don't talk, we just talk about <coughs> Luke making the one in a million shot. Yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about the Death Star yeah. soldiers who died. I'm not condoning the Imperials, but like, no. yeah. and their actions, <laughs> but it was the first time in, I felt, first time in a Star Wars official story that we got, well, wait a minute, versus like, Kevin Smith and Clerks going, you know, there's probably some contractors on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not everyone in the Empire because is evil. That's yeah. what the conversations we were having as kids on the playground. Yeah. yeah. And to see it for the first time in the story was like, oh. Well, yeah, oh. if you look at A New Hope, Luke is, there's no rebellion academy. Yeah. Luke is oh, going oh, to the Imperial George Academy. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. terrorists. Yeah. For yeah. years. Terrorists. I thought when he said join the academy, I thought it was just a flight academy for him sure. to learn to be a pilot. Sure. I had no clue he was going to be an Imperial. Yeah. yeah, he was going to join the Empire. I never knew that. And, and again, yeah, because rebels are terrorists by the Empire. Not condoning uh, the Imperial's course of action that would lead us to war, as Padme would say. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to get this real-world look at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so Claudia Gray did uh, Bloodlines, Lost Stars. What was the one uh, where Leia was a young girl with Holdo? That's Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Princess of Alderaan, mm-hmm. okay. Which is, uh, it's it's moved up to me as, as my favorite. They're all kind of connected, those three. Master and Apprentice, not so much. There's some references that she throws in their planets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Holdo's home planet mm-hmm. uh, with Gatalanta. Uh, but those three books connect up. And I say, go start. Lost Stars, go mm-hmm. to Bloodline and go to Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and you will be rewarded immensely for All right, some now, big moments. One question. Yeah. really want to read those. Phasma. As, yeah. as you know, Phasma is one of my favorite, least utilized Star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. And she should General die Grievous in, Part 2. She should yeah. definitely die in every Star Wars movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you killed Phasma, you bastard. <laughs> 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 Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. D- I assume you read the Phasma novel. Yeah, yeah, Delilah Sh- Stars. As, as a Phasma fan, should I read that? This might be a silly question, but I just want to know. It's silly. No, no, it's not silly, Ben. Uh, you should absolutely read it. Okay. It is it is the first time mm-hmm. I almost put down a Star Wars novel and didn't finish it. Really? And then I'm so glad I kept going. Okay. Because the reward uh, was there. It is it is Mad Max Star Wars. Ooh, Because it's on her home planet of Parnassus, which okay. is a planet okay. destroyed by some sort of nuclear event you get it's a little bit of a statement on environments and uh, mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and she um yeah because i love gwendolyn christie right mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. doesn't yeah right and, and bring out tarth all the way tarth, absolutely and, and and it's a st- it's almost a star wars tradition right boba fett general grievous yeah that character's great it it's oh, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because Darth Maul. Yeah, Boba, Bo- Boba, Boba Fett dies in the worst way of all of them. I think burp yeah. joke. Yeah, like Boba Boba Fett. I mean, I've actually gotten into a bit of a heated discussion with one of my best friends about how Boba Fett's useless. I, he's not one of my favorite. He, he's one of my favorite looking characters. Yeah, he's not one of my he does characters. look badass. Yeah. Is he alive? Uh, he Isn't is, it hinted, he is hinted that he's it's, still it's alive? It's hinted that he's still alive. Okay, okay. But I have to say, my love for Boba Fett started to grow three in the Star Wars comics that Marvel started putting out. Yeah, man, there's yes. that GameCube game, Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Right. No, the was good. So, it's, it's, Phasma, read, read the novel, because okay. it goes, it will make, and again, so Ryan Johnson makes his his movie, mm-hmm. and they they come to an end, because there's different ways that Phasma goes. We've seen the yeah. deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. We hear that Daisy Ridley was like, well, what if her mask gets cut a little bit? Um, so Ryan puts that in the movie. Mm-hmm. So again, you have to connect. That's in the movie, or is going to be the movie, unless J.J. cuts his dice like he did in Force Awakens, which caused some problems. 
um, that was there was that scene that's I think deleted scene of Han puts the dice up in the Force in Force Awakens. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. yeah. And JJ cut that. So oh. Ryan, oh. That, that's an easy fix. Ryan that fixes not, so yeah. much. Yeah. Oh Ryan not knowing that goes gulp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man. And then we're already making solo, and we're uh, thank you, JJ. Um, still love Force Awakens. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> long story short, I'm, I'm rambling. When she gets hit and it, her face is exposed, uh huh. You read this novel. That is one of the most powerful moments for that character. Okay. You'll learn why. Okay. Ooh. We were talking Glad about, we did our book club. We have a, a book club second on the, on the major, on the major show yeah. where we talk about comic books. And so last week we talked about the Godzilla Aftershock uh, prequel comic to the new Godzilla King of the Monsters uh, movie. We were all pretty negative on it. And one of the things that uh, I brought up and I want to bring it up again uh, is that a prequel, a prequel comic mm-hmm. like, uh, God, like a Godzilla comic leading into a movie or any comic that leads into a movie uh can enhance character beats that mm-hmm. you know if for example Cassian Andor doesn't get a great arc in Rogue One yeah. you know you got the book beforehand and you see the pieces and you mm-hmm. f- see the story and it, and it, you know it it's not it shouldn't be required reading shouldn't, but it yeah. does create a more cohesive narrative for a character and I right. think the Star Wars novels Star Wars comics uh, the ancillary Star Wars material that aren't the movies really help uh, Star Wars feel like a larger, like a more lived-in right. world, which is what George Lucas always wanted to be, to feel like a, a lived-in world. There's a lot of moments in, in this book that I, I, I didn't say, I wouldn't say I intentionally went out to to make this happen, but it's keeping it with what we do in Force Center, where some of you might just watch the fan, uh, the movies, and some of you, and you're just, hey, I like Star Wars, and uh, I, I hope to speak to you as well. Mm-hmm. But I also want to get to the idea out there, if you got the time and you love this like I do, and a lot of people do, Take it all in. Yes, in criticism of a movie, you should look at Rogue One, and if, if you don't understand that Cassian Andor was a separatist or raised by a separatist family. I did not know that until I read that part in your yes. book, and I thought that was great. I, I wish that was in the movie. It wasn't. Yeah. So you do have to judge a movie on its own merits. Yes. <laughs> I, I felt I knew a lot more about Rogue One by reading Catalyst beforehand. Not everyone's going to do that. So I understand those criticisms. But I wanted to put those aside and say, if you're a Star Wars fan, all this is there. This roadmap is there. Mm-hmm. And now you can look down when he says, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Because his parents were separatists yeah. and hated Jedi. And that's why he didn't like the the Guardians of the Wills, mm-hmm. Bays ba- right. and, and Charity. He's like, I, I was trained to not. You're force people. Yeah. You killed my family. You <laughs> killed. Prepared to die. You prepared to die. That's, and I hope that's touched upon in, in the Cassian Ender series. Yeah, uh, right. the Jin Erso moment. Jin Erso um, in in the movie again. I, I understand the criticism. I wish, and again, you got a couple directors working on the movie. Maybe mm-hmm. this got dropped along the way with all those reshoots. The fact that it wasn't just that she sees her father and goes, "Oh, he's alive." She sees her father and is like, "He didn't run away from me because I thought he ran away from me to join the Empire. Not only is he alive, he wants me to take down the Empire." And I don't want anything to do with this. And you watch that moment again, and Felicity Jones gives one of the best performances in Star Wars at that moment. She's crying because everything she lived under is false, and now she has to deal with that, and she has to look up for the first time because she doesn't want to look up. That's what she tells so. And and, and that's all there in this connected stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish everyone could experience it like that. Sure. But not yeah. everyone can. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it, it does help. It does. It does create um, a more cohesive picture. Yeah. Right. Um, like you, like you said, if you, if you, um, if you see, uh, um, oh, sorry, I just mm-hmm. lost the point. Uh, because R2 I thought, D2? no, uh, I just forgot. I just kind of, I realized that there's another point that I wanted to talk, touch on. Um, Georgia. No. Um, 
I'll keep trying. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> the end of Solo. Yeah, yeah. It sets up a sequel. Yeah. It's probably the only Star Wars um, a solo film that will ever set up a yeah. sequel. Because they're probably <laughs> they solo it. film. They it, yeah, they're they not making it. another one. Yeah, yeah, I know. We all I know, made the I know, jokes. I know. Star Wars, the solo Han Solo yeah, movie. Yeah, solo Han Solo movie. Yeah. Um, so it would be interesting to see if they had made that sequel because Darth Maul probably would have been in that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a character. Crime stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah, you have a character started from... from um, uh, Phantom Menace to Clone Wars to now Solo then to, mm-hmm. Re- to Rebels and you have a complete picture of, a, of an entire uh, you have an entire character arc through different mediums mm-hmm. it'd be uh, really interesting to see that this is my I get to reference Metal Gear one time this reminds me of Metal Gear where you you are at a fixed point in this character's life and then you bounce to the future and you bounce to the past and mm. you slowly fill out their whole history mm-hmm. and it yeah. gives it a really well-rounded full character there are a lot of characters like that in Star Wars right now there's yeah. Saul Guerrero there's yeah. Darth Maul yeah Saul Guerrero is like super cool just him constantly showing up at different points he like, just pops yeah. up in random places and depending on how screwed up his body is yeah, yeah. He, it's in different points of his timeline yeah I love, I love Saw. It's so interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just kind of, I think the interconnectivity of Star Wars is, is you know, one of the reasons why why we love yeah. it right now. Oh, uh, I, I would, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. Uh, have yeah. you, have you been to Star Wars Land? Uh, I have not. I have not. Okay. Um, I probably uh, going after. I want to go after both rides are functional. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good. Good call. Yeah, yeah, and I've been told by those who've gone. I don't know if you have gone. Ryan and I have. Yes. Okay. Uh, I've been told that it's uh, great. It's immersive. Um, without both rides, less to do than you'd want. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I agree. True. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah th- I just want to get think drunk, man. I. I <laughs> hey, man. The cantina's cool. In In my own opinion, yeah. uh, there's uh, a whole lot of stuff from like uh, concept art and things that they were teasing at D23 that mm-hmm. still haven't made their way completely into that the park. Things like. Um, uh, in concept art, you'd see a lot of alien creatures wandering around. Right mm-hmm. now, it's a, you know cast members in interesting clothing for the most part. <laughs> no aliens. Um, it's Teddy they, from they were gonna Irvine. Have, yeah. yeah, they <laughs> were going to have life-size uh, droids right, right. wandering around. We haven't gotten that yet. It was um, yeah. preview, so like I assume yeah, I mean, it's still not. I know yeah. that. Uh, oh, it's still yeah. not like that, uh, but yeah, it, yeah. it's it's the desire, I think, still. I think that there's going to be like phases where they make it more and more immersive. It's definitely cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be I think more Better. down yeah. the road, yeah. That's um, but it is; it does feel like when you're walking around the buildings that you're you're suddenly in a world from Star Wars. I mean, it does I'd feel look, yeah. like that, like you just look at the buildings and and you you appreciate the they architecture put the money of it and sure. everything. And, and there's a lot of fun details. Uh, one that we brought up uh, when we did the podcast, we were talking about right after we went was um, the water drinking fountains. They have one where you can see into the tank that's supposed to be the water you're drinking, uh, and the uh, you'll know the name of it, but the one-eyed creature from the... Dianoga. Yes, uh, it, it pops Sorry, itself up. Dianoga. Dianoga. Uh, it pops up right yeah. in the water tank, and you can see it, and it makes some noise, and it yeah, around that's awesome. and it disappears. So there are little things like that hidden all around, and the shop's really uh, well done, All the uh, in, all, everything about that. It's it's really great, um, but it will, it will improve. And uh, Hondo... Mm-hmm. Um, he is an incredible animatronic. Yeah, incredible. I've seen yeah. the clips, but I want to see. It in yeah, person. yeah, it's yeah. it's it is incredible to see in person. Yeah. I feel because of Galaxy's Edge, and Ken, you can agree with me, disagree on this, but I feel because of the opening of at Galaxy's Edge, everyone is just now super optimistic about Star Wars. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the toxicity is still there in certain circles, but okay. I haven't it's seen... It's definitely still there. Yeah. Oh, there I think there is an excitement. Yeah, I haven't seen... Again, it's any, just more on the mind, I yeah, think. Yeah, I just haven't seen any, like... I haven't seen people, like, bash it, say it's horrible, say this isn't my Star Wars. It's, Every time I've seen... Because I follow a bunch it of... It is a theme park, though. Yeah, so I know, but a bunch sure. of my friends, they're fa- they've gone mm-hmm. to Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. and they say it's amazing, and I, it's great. 
and I've had two of my close friends here gone there, and I yeah. just can't wait to go because I've all now I've been seeing is like, man, this just makes me want to go home and watch Star Wars yeah. again. Sparks, what are yeah. you trying to say? I was gonna say that it, you know I wish there wasn't, but there is a there is a weariness of there's people who you know Star Wars land added to uh, Disneyland. I would have rather it was something else or shouldn't have even done it. There, uh, there, there is a weariness to it. That okay. is out there. That's okay. out there. Uh, at, the, at the parks, there are people walking through the park saying, man, it's Star Wars land. Oh. So this is going to be a, a good segue into a question I want to ask the group. Yeah. Um, your last point, your number one, uh-huh. is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I'm so oh. glad you're bringing that up because I was going to talk about it too. Yeah, so y- do you bl- is that your favorite Star Wars moment? Yeah. Just the you know, movie yeah. turns on a long time ago. And yeah, hey, man, give a spoiler away. warning first, man, before the <laughs> spoiler <laughs> warning. <laughs> spoiler yes. alert. Yes. So that is, that, but it is. is it number one? Because I know you didn't you didn't yeah. quite make a, um, a 1 to 100 list that's in right, order, right. but is that your number one? Did you want that I to be there? I did. That was actually one of the things I knew I was going to build to. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh it's the the moment that's before it is my favorite like on screen story point like it's my you know for like pick one scene from Star Wars like mm-hmm. that's it that's it yeah. that's right. the one um, I'll let those listening figure that one out but uh, number one it was it was poetic in a sense we love our, our Star Wars poetry yeah. <laughs> um, because I remember so Phantom Menace and I, I, I see it go to Winneka California Pacific Theaters at the time. Uh, go see it with my friends. 10 a.m. Yeah. showing. I have my ticket sub still. And we have our opinions on it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I see it eight times, and I go from, I like it. I really like it. It's a great story of the political I to George are stupid. Um, <laughs> it's like the seven stages of movie yeah, grief almost, is. yeah. So Attack the Clones comes out. And what, two, three years later? Two wow. years later? 2002? Uh-huh. Uh as much as disappointed as I was at the time or felt I was, and, you know, I was there in line. Same. And when the Lucasfilm logo comes up and a long time ago and a galaxy far away comes up, my heart stopped because there's always more Star Wars. Sure. Mm-hmm. And now that's even more true than it yeah. was then. Uh-huh. To me, that's the greatest moment because what am I going to add to my love of this franchise? Right. Yeah, man, yeah. that's great. Uh, yeah, I wanted to touch on this for sure because mm-hmm. I really, when when I first got the book and I did finally go flip forward, you're and like I Billy to see Crystal when Harry met Sally. You want to <laughs> finish the book before you die? Uh, yeah. I just, yeah. I, it, it, I wouldn't have done it if it weren't for the nature of the book, where I feel like you can you can you dive can. into any singular piece and get yeah, something out of it. And so that's that's the only reason why I was willing to like jump towards the end, and I wanted to know what was mm-hmm. it, and I I was so glad that that was the moment you picked because uh, for me. Uh, I think the strongest uh, example of this that I remember was uh, going into Rogue One mm-hmm. and having that still be part of it. Because yeah. I was like, it's just not going to be Star Wars if that's not how it mm-hmm. starts. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way they do that, right? right, right, right. But but you always have that little bit of fear because that was the first time we'd strayed away. More and so I, than the crawl. The crawl yeah. yeah, more, more so, so yeah. than the crawl. More yeah. so than the crawl. I can get behind like not having the crawl, but if you don't open a Star Wars film with a long right. time ago in a galaxy yeah. far, far away, it's not a Star Wars film. It, it's yeah. almost like... Uh, it is unique to that film series. It's a unique experience that you're right. Everybody can feel it because it's mm-hmm. not just the, it's not just the, hey, this is definitely Star Wars because it's opening like it's this. It's not just it's, like, oh, a 20th century Fox It's movie, the, you're like, there at yeah. the theater and you feel the... Hush, yeah. settle down, and everybody's waiting for the moment that comes right after it. It's yeah. that everybody knows that it's indoctrinated to or us. Yeah. Even you know in, even it. Solo, the score that comes up. Yeah, yeah. even mm-hmm. in Solo, because I love it that they still have it in Solo, yeah, yeah. but they do something different. Like in Rogue One, it's just a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Boom, it goes yeah. straight to the movie. <laughs> sure, but with Solo, it's like a long time ago in a galaxy far away. Dot dot dot. 
Corellia, the Empire has its yeah. the galaxy under its crazy y'all. Stuff, start, stuff is going bad and on this. Well, yeah, they do the, like yeah. an experimental crawl. Yeah, yes. which I'm okay with. I, I, really, I like this it. Is great. I, lo- I love Rogue One, obviously, but I think they missed uh, fire. I, I love the cold opening mm-hmm. yeah. on Lemieux, but I do think it was an awkward, and the Rogue One, lo- the, just the logo didn't look that great. Mm-hmm. I think they, they corrected it with Solo. Like, yeah, I, I, sure. I, yeah. I love the crawls. I think I think of all the movies, Rogue One needed a crawl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> casual fans. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is that long time ago. Actually, you know what would have been really cool is if it if instead of a crawl, they did the I don't remember. I, I think this must have been a celebration. But when they first showed like something from Rogue One, they did the force the uh, a New Hope crawl, and then and, it then, it w- and then it stopped oh, yeah. at the first at the second paragraph, and right. that's where the movie took place. And so like it zoomed in. I thought that would have been really cool. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Open yeah. the movie like that. There's some uh, great stuff. Uh, so you know, I remember Ben talking about a long time ago. The f- one of the first things you asked me when Force Awakens was coming out was, do you think they'll have the, the a long time ago? Oh, uh, yeah. I remember this conversation. I, mean, cause it was I was like, so scared. There was an uncertainty to Disney making new Star Wars yeah. films. Like, what's still going to be there? What Obviously, the 20th Century Fox fanfare isn't going to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. What is going to be left? And it, it feels obvious. And, it, of course, it is because yeah. this is Star Wars and we're here now and we know it's obvious. But mm-hmm. we say that about other things, too, where it's like, obviously, they'll do it. And there have been don't. other film franchises where you're like, wow, how did they miss the boat on that yeah, one? And yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember the fear that Star Wars would, yeah, that, that somehow they would slip up there. Yeah. Uh, real quick, we are talking about your favorite moments, Ken. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about what you, what are your guys' personal That's favorites? I was hoping you would Yeah, Star Wars moments. It. I was going to get there eventually, yeah. yeah. Um, my personal favorite before Last Jedi, because now it's my favorite, uh, was the, uh, the final battle between Luke and Vader, where Luke is chopping Vader's hand off, and uh-huh. he sees, oh, I'm becoming my father. That's such a powerful moment, and that's why I love Star Wars, that, that emotional shit. Mm-hmm. Now, it's Kylo and, and Rey, Snoke fight, uh, <laughs> that whole section, because that's almost a very similar type of scene, but like a very different... The uh, throne room fight sequence. The throne room fight, right. and, and just like in, in Kylo and Rey, it's like, take my hand, like, please join me, please destroy yeah. everything with me. Uh, it's oh, man, so when good. They, when, they have the, when they're both using the force to pull the lightsaber yeah. and they yeah. blow each other back. It's so cool. Yeah, that that is now my D- my favorite the Praetorian, Star Wars thing. The Praetorian, am I saying that right? Praetorian? Praetorian yeah. yeah. The Praetorian yeah. guard fight scene is arguably one of the, it's that and the holo maneuver I will say are the best shots and scenes from sure. Last Jedi. Like like yeah. the second uh, uh, Ray lifts her hand up and like yeah. Snoke gets cut and mm-hmm. the music kicks in and it's like, oh, oh baby, it's on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Ben, what about yours? What's your favorite? Originally, when oh. we started talking about this, was Vader and Rogue One at the end yeah, when he's yeah. on the ship. That's massacre. Cool. Yeah. yeah. But now after you, the second you said a long time ago in Galaxy <laughs> Far, Far Away, it was a specific time at 11 o'clock on that Thursday in December 2015 where Brandon and I and my girlfriend our friends were sitting in that theater and it came on screen and I started crying yeah. out of sheer happiness. I definitely shed a tear. Because when, my yes. girlfriend leans over and she's at, she's joking about it. And she's like, are you seriously crying? Because I loved this series since 97 when yeah. my father first took me to see it as a first grader. Well, you weren't born in 97. No, I was... Oh, oh 97. 97. I said 77. No, no 97. 97. This We're gentleman right young. here was there in it, 77. It was, and yeah, 20 was, years later, one. my father took me to see the original trilogy in theaters. Yeah. I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. Special editions are entry point for a lot of fans. That was for me, yeah. yeah. yeah I, think I, I, I think I had my first Star Wars was... the was, um, Point Phantom Menace, but then, uh, but I think I'm, I saw them on VHS um, right, yeah. before that. And yes, yeah. I grew, and technically I'm part of the prequel generation, sure. but just prequels for life. I know. Yeah. You saw the, you saw a prequel before you saw the original Star no, Wars. No, I movies? saw the original Star Wars movies, but I didn't see the special editions in theaters. 
Gotcha. Uh, okay. So his first theater one was Phantom Menace. Yeah, okay. But yeah. that yeah. moment in December 2015, I was just. That's your moment. There we go. I We're, can't tell we, you. We have we have more. We're getting more. I was just that that was it. Just that specific moment in time was one of the most joyous moments I ever I think the only time I ever cried in a movie theater out of pure joy. Right, mm. right, right. Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Out of no. pure joy in Endgame. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would say Endgame was also sad, yeah. but yeah. uh it's it's not my favorite moment, but it is mm-hmm. an anecdote I'm gonna share with you as a theater viewing experience. I don't okay. think I've shared it with all of you. I know Brandon ha- I have, but um I when I first saw Revenge of the Sith, uh-huh, when that came out, uh we were all very hyped. It was, it oh, was yeah. the big, the big event. It film. ended the like saga. It was, it was a huge deal everywhere. Yeah. They were doing uh, newscasts the night before about the lines and uh-huh. everything. This was even happening in Monterey, a yep. small sleepy town, and everybody's losing their minds. We had tickets for three fifteen, uh-huh. and uh, and midnight. we go there. And were you at the showing with me? Oh, I don't because it, it was it was I know it was our friend Trevor and I, mm-hmm. and we're sitting there, and it gets to the part where Vader's mask comes down, mm-hmm. and Shh. it's the silence, and then the first breath, <sighs> and it's dead silent theater. One guy in our audience, this is opening, mm-hmm. and one guy in our audience goes, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like he didn't know that Anakin was going to be Darth Vader, and that there was such a pure enjoyment in yeah. that that I can't forget that. How moment. do you? Oh, that moment. That's interesting. That's, oh. What a life that guy leads. So right, to not yeah. know that was going to happen. <laughs> so, I don't think that was. I think it was just. It's fun. I'm going to have fun with yeah. this, and you yeah. know what? Nobody got upset. Yeah. It was. No. Yeah. Everybody's just living in That's that awesome. moment. Didn't you also it. tell me that Trevor, for a long time, didn't believe that? Yeah, Steve I don't want to talk about a giant Star Wars fan who didn't know that Palpatine, the senator, the and the oh, emperor yeah. were the same person. Yeah. Yeah. I love. That. I would love. So, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Star Wars moment then? Um. It, I was really tempted to say that it's uh, it's a moment that you put up there, which is the two sons moment, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is such a powerful, I think, I, arguably iconic moment. And I've always been a person who says that I think as great as Star Wars is, I think John Williams' music, especially for the original trilogy, even transcends past it. There's almost a, its own private experience if you just listen to the Star Wars yeah. music yeah. of what that means to you. Um, not to separate it too far from Star Wars, but it's... Just John so Williams is partially time. responsible for why Star Wars is so impactful, Secret what it brings sauce. to us, the yeah, emotion and everything. Says, yeah. I find myself humming the... I whistle that to myself all the time. Right. All the time. Um, but I think uh, for favorite moment, I was just sitting here thinking about it when we started. And uh, the one that, I, that, that keeps coming up in my brain is actually when Luke is burning Vader's body mm-hmm. um, and is all by himself. It's a... It's a surprisingly private moment mm-hmm. um the fact that it's not uh it's wordless that's not a eulogy in the background especially depending what edition you have there's yep, yep. you know yeah you have nub and celebration stuff going around for all the other characters but luke is burning vader who the rest of the you know galaxy believes is this horrible villain he knows he's who the hero, he man. is mm-hmm. yeah. and he's the one person who will be there to to bid him this farewell and i mm. something about that moment the way that it plays in this in this private sector away from everything that it's it's uh even allowed to have that breath is so special in this thing where it's a giant celebration about it, it easily could have been missed. Yeah. It easily could have been left behind at just the last moment you saw Anakin was that goodbye on the ship mm-hmm. and not seeing this moment of Luke burning his body. But right. the fact that they set aside the time for it, that's really special yeah. to me. That's yeah. one of my favorite moments because it, it is, it, I think encompassing of at least what the original Trilly's whole yeah. story is for Luke, for Vader. It's, it's, right there in that moment that's yeah. the Shut end button that. that i really appreciate yeah that's great shot up at skywalker ranch yes so, oh yeah 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 
Yeah, I um, I was thinking I've been wrapping my brain around this, uh, racking my brain around this, because um, you know, I was thinking about there's Leia slapping Poe in mm-hmm. the Last Jedi. That's I think that's a great yeah. moment. Uh-huh. Just yeah. like you idiot. Get your head out of your cockpit. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I like that moment, but I think you know, uh, depending on the day you ask me, all of my favorite moments will probably come from Star Wars Rebels, because mm. um, I, I think Star Wars Rebels, uh, for my money, is the best thing Star Wars has ever produced. Um, so a lot of people agree. Yeah, I, I, there's obviously Kanan's death. Mm. It's an incredible scene. Yeah, it is. Um, Ahsoka versus Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. Ahsoka even learning that Darth Vader was mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my favorite is you know we talked about it before. It's got to you know what depending on the day you ask me. But today, Darth Maul versus Obi Wan. Sure. That moment where Darth on Maul, Tatooine on Tatooine where Darth Maul goes to kill him. Like mm. he did Qui Gon, and Obi Wan's ready for it, and he dies in his arms, mm. and he just says, "Are is he the chosen one?" Mm. And Obi Wan goes, yeah. "Yes," mm-hmm. and just the that is such a powerful ending to both of their stories, mm-hmm. the how they've been pushed together by destiny and by Maul's vengeance, ravenous vengeance to destroy mm. Obi Wan, um, only to have this kind of peaceful moment at the end of his life that realizing because he doesn't at this point he doesn't like the Sith anymore. He's not a Sith. Yeah, yeah. He's Maul, done with yeah. he's done with uh with Pal- with Palpatine. He's he's not a Jedi, he's not a Sith, he's just Darth Maul. He's just Maul. Mm. Uh and so he just has this moment like this chosen one will bring balance to it and destroy the Sith. Right. And I'm okay. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I, I thought that was a really beautiful moment. Yeah, that's that's uh, one of the moments where like we were talking about earlier how like minor details can set fans off. All the minor details really work for you. Yeah. That, that's what builds that moment so well for you. Yeah. And, and uh, that just to say like the reverse of that can happen too. That it's not you don't have to get hung up on everything and it can actually motivate you in the direction to love something. Yeah. Um so I think we're about wrapping up. I did have one more question though. Yeah. Um we didn't uh we didn't uh touch on this a little bit but you're your book isn't in a in a um, kind of a one one hundred descending order mm. type situation, but did you think about the order of these moments? Oh yeah, no, they're definitely it is it is a ranking. It was originally it's going to be titled like a uh, hundred reasons to love Star Wars, and definitely they get more important as as the book goes along. Yeah, I move some around, but like I had the order sixty six sequence much higher, and then I was like, is it number sixty six? I was like, I have to put it at sixty. You got it. You know what? Yeah. I was thinking because I got to sixty eight. <laughs> Before we did this uh, 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 um, yeah. episode oh, today, <laughs> I stopped at like 68. I'm like, if 66 is yeah. a number 66, no, there, there yeah. it is. Yeah, How 66. can you not? I know, yeah. you, yeah. you kind of have so to. I moved them around. But, but you kind of have like a like a build to that number one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 they definitely do. Um, they build importance and scope. And um, towards the end, they're a little bit less about. You know the seismic charges, which is on on the list. I was really happy to see that yeah. on the list. Sit. Yeah, they you, sound you really cool. Mm-hmm. One of the things I have to say that I love about your book, and I know I'm not all the way through it, but even the thirty or mm-hmm. twenty somethings I did get through, you like there's a part of it where the the last smirk mm-hmm. of a character whose name I had yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. Last smirk from, of Tally Lintra. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, holy crap. Because yeah. when you see we see a lot of these characters who do unfortunately die in the mm-hmm. beginning or right off the bat in Star Wars films, you don't think anything of them. Mm-hmm. The Tycho sister, I forgot her first Paige. name. Paige yeah, Tycho. Paige. Yeah. But then you, I start reading your book. I'm like, no, you. The way you're able to dissect those scenes and you look into them, like that, I'm going to watch this next time I see Last Jedi. I'm going to be like. I have a connection with her now, yeah. and it's gonna hurt even more after um, Kylo unleashes the missiles onto the hangar bay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. so just reading this book, I'm like, man, this. 
I want to say that it helps me appreciate Star Wars even more. Oh, great. Great. That's, that's life's what not I like. A waste. <laughs> yeah, no. But that's, <laughs> that's why I like this book yeah. is that, you know, you are able to, um, because obviously you love Star Wars more than bit, I, anybody bit, down bit, I know, you're able to put all that love here into this book, and as we read it, we grow an appreciation ourselves for this for this property that you know you talk about characters I've never heard of, yep. but now mm-hmm. I know them. I know who they are, and now when I see these movies, I'll know who that character is, and I can and call, it helps me. We could call out their names, and our girlfriends could look at us and goes, "Wait, what? Yeah. Who's the librarian in Coruscant? Who's the librarian? Jacosta New. Jacosta New. Yeah. Well, never forget that. Ever. I, ever I remember that one. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. quick. In Go defense ahead. of the girlfriend's comment, my uh-huh. girlfriend's read way more Star Wars Extended Universe books than I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mostly because she picks them up and reads them faster than I yeah. do. <laughs> Thanks, no, I, yeah. I told mine she's going to want to read this afterwards, but what is the name of Jabba the Hutt's wife in Phantom Menace? The, well, Gardula the Hutt? Gardula. Yeah, it's not his wife. It's his. Uh, just, I, I am currently rereading the Phantom Menace novel by Terry Brooks, uh-huh. and it literally says Jabba and his friend. Oh. oh, maybe you know, Maybe they need to have discussion on who they are. Yeah, I okay. always thought it's, I always thought there was a child hut in that moment. There might be. I, I'd have to look at the secret sequence, but that's Gardula, who was the original owner of Shmi. Oh, okay. oh. interesting. Yeah, because I'm trying to because I'm trying to pull up Ryan did last time you were on. It's just like what random character <laughs> yeah. in Star Wars can I quiz you on? Hey, there's that roadmap. There's that roadmap yes. that you can see all the sequence yeah. of events from all mm-hmm. the things. Uh, so, so like I said, we're wrapping up, mm-hmm. but. Uh, uh, you're the Star Wars guy. Uh, the future of Star Wars. Yeah. You know, uh, we got nine coming out. That's going to be the end of of the Skywalker Skywalkers. saga. We got mm-hmm. Mandalorian coming out. Um, mm-hmm. Cassian Jedi Andor. Series. Cassian Andor. Where do you Jedi Where do you feel? Oh, the game looks great. Where do you feel the future is looking very bright? Especially now, we got Filoni heading shit up. And um, and yeah. just to bounce off that as well, where like you know we got we know we got Ryan Johnson films coming and all that. And mm-hmm. Now Disney Plus opens up this new avenue. Where do you want to go in Star Wars? Um, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, it's a great, uh, great question. Um, I think it's the f- the future is bright, even if some of the properties get darker. Uh, if we go to Knights of the Old Republic, um, oh, I love it. I I still think that's a weird story that's not hundred percent accurate, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I think you're going to get something about the formation of the Jedi and and that kind of stuff. Um, Mandalorian, and and make no mistake, Favreau's in charge of that series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Favreau's in charge of that series, but. Um, I what I want is easier to answer. The future's bright because it's going to make money. They're going to recover. Don't worry. The joy Star Wars celebration reminds all all of us. Oh, that's right. There's still a lot of fans for this thing. Um, What I think I want is I want more stories to be. I want them to be allowed to be told. Sure. Uh, If Solo, I loved it. I love it, and I loved it in the theater. But if let's just say Solo was allowed to be a a Disney Plus series. Uh I think the pressure wouldn't have been on it as a epic film because mm-hmm. Star Wars is supposed to be epic. And I can't deny as much as I love Solo, it was a fun adventure in a bigger chapter. Could it even have been the original uh, Lord and Miller comedy version? And like this will make Star Wars a completely different type of movie? Maybe. I, I don't think it's as, as was going to be as comic as, as people thought. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of what they wanted was in there in terms of big sequences, the chase sequence and stuff like that. But... Um, uh, so I want Disney Plus is exciting to me. That's something mm-hmm. we didn't have on our plate right. two years ago. Um, I and I'd be like, no. And I love Rebels. I love Clone Wars. But I'd be like, no. Star Wars belongs on the big screen. Yeah. Even though I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, it belongs on the big screen. Like, what are right. you talking about? Um, I'm excited for Mandalorian. I'm more excited for Cassian Andor because of the series. Uh, the rumors of an Obi Wan series 
that was going to be a movie, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted it on the big screen. Now I do not want it on the big screen. I want eight parts, six parts. Because yeah, I want to be able to sit on my couch in my Star Wars pajamas with my <laughs> Jar Jar Binks drinking mug, <laughs> and I want to be able to take it in with not worrying about box office, not worrying about... Uh, you know, all, everyone has their uh, nine out of ten stars, and if you don't have your opinion, the moment you leave the theater, you know, be gone with you. Right. Um, I don't want to worry about that, and yeah. I want Star Wars. To, I want some of these stories to be allowed to be told, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that will happen. Yeah, Quick side I, note: I really loved the Obi Wan parts of the co- when I was still reading Star Wars comic. Yeah. I loved how like every five issues they had an Obi Wan interlude. Oh, on, yeah. the, on the on the Marvel mainline, yeah, yeah, yeah it's great stuff. Yeah, it's great I, stuff. I think in some ways we're even taking for granted, not necessarily you, Ken, but uh, that we're even taking for granted that there is a Star Wars live action series this year. Yeah. We've yeah. never had that before. That's no, we never did. That's a live it's action television crazy. series this year. It's at, lo- it's at launch. Yeah. November, right? Yeah. yeah. That's insane. It's the, this is the busiest November all, of all time. All we had were cartoons and yeah, animated yeah. television yeah. shows. Which are, which are great, but like yeah. we've had, we've heard like buzz like, oh, a Star Wars live action series someday? Someday. Yeah. Uh, for George so long. And George Lucas ever. had like 20 scripts written for a 50. 50 Yeah, that was years ago. Ronald D. Moore from Battlestar Galactica worked on a lot of them. Yeah. Ralph, not Ralph, um, uh, Rick McCallum was going to be producing. They just couldn't get the money together. It's too expensive. It's yeah. too expensive. Do you think they'll incorporate any of that stuff, or is that just that entire project uh, is? Uh, I think it. I don't think it's going to necessarily be incorporated. That's, a, Favreau, that's a shame, man. Favreau had a pretty, from stuff I heard, pretty clear idea what he wanted. Sure, to do. that makes for, sense for Mandalorian. Yeah, but uh, everything. There's everything always else? there's always potential for things from Legends, like Thrawn did, yeah. and yeah, uh, yeah. what his scripts were. All these things can come back around because Filoni's really good at that. I mean, no one's ever really gone. Yes, I mean, but I was just about to, I was just about to say, like, um, no matter what, mm. everything that has ever been made for Star Wars ends up at, back in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure. All the um, all the ship designs that mm. didn't make it into the original trilogy oh, yeah. ended up in the in the in the prequel trilogy. Yeah, like the, the everything that they make for Star Wars ends up back around eventually. Re- Rebels is Poetry. very much it's uh, a circle. Uh, Ralph McQuarrie designs. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I want to say one of the droids in Last Jet or not Last Jet, Force Awakens was a concept. The one with like the big forty microphone mm-hmm. for a mouth wasn't that concept art for something i think they pull some of that yeah there's a yeah. lot of, uh, you, the, the art of books are fantastic mm-hmm. yeah uh and so yeah some of those details i'm fuzzy on but yeah yeah absolutely. Yeah. okay well um That's it. yeah hopefully well, one uh, last question yeah can you send my book oh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> please it's such a, thank you it's such it's an innocent thing. note to end <laughs> on it's a, weird thing. It's, Ken, a, it, it's a good thing and i appreciate you guys yeah. all picking up a copy yeah. number one but also uh supporting yeah, yeah, of course, man. Yeah. As soon as as soon as you announced it, I was I was ju- I jumped on it. Um, I really appreciate we really appreciate you mm-hmm. coming on, oh, yeah. talking about the book. We love it when you come on. We hope you can. It's do always it more just fun often. talking about Star Wars, and it's cool that you have yeah. a product actually to sell. It's yeah, great. and there's, there's another Star Wars thing coming out soon, so hopefully we can get you on a couple. Absolutely. There's a couple of things. Yeah. A few things. You'll have the wow. opportunity. We're yeah. not done yeah. talking you, Star Wars. You have an open invitation to come on and talk oh. Star Wars with us. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can you send us out with a May the Force be with you? Yes. You've been listening to the fake nerd podcast may the force be with you always <laughs>